Sports Radio 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale presents the Neil Rogers Show. To talk to Neil, call 567-0560 toll free for Dave and Brown or pound 560 on your cell phone. The opinions of Neil, his guests, callers, or anyone else on the show do not necessarily reflect those of WQAM, Beasley Read Acquisitions, or the Beasley Broadcast Group. No. Now, Neil Rogers on Sports Radio 560 QAM. Don't take any full from him. WQM, happy Monday, boy. This overhead is real funky today, man. Real strange. It's either like too low or don't mess with it, though. Don't mess with it. So how'd George do last week? You okay? Yes. Great? No. Okay? Yes. Pretty good? Yes. Well? Yes. Sensational? No. Okay. I got a fax. Boy, this this is the, and you know something? I come in here this morning, and I didn't even realize it's March 1st. It's happy anniversary, Neil. 23 years on the air in this town. How do you like that? Are you concerned about that? No. Do I have a card yes. from George? I have one card. That goes to show you, 23 years on the air in this town, I've got one card. Happy anniversary, George. What does that tell you? 23 effing years, even if I was on here like with 0.1 shares, even if I was on here going, blah, 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 23 years of faking my way through. And I get a card from George. Not that I don't appreciate the card, even though I just ripped it up. I'm not big on cards, you know, because, I mean, what do you do with a card? You look at it, and, yeah, that's nice, and then you rip it up and throw it in the wastebasket like I just did. So, anyway, I come back, and the first thing that greets me, while I get in the car this morning, of course, I hear it. I hear that sound, that raspy sound, and I thought, oh, no. Now I know I'm back. Now I know I'm here. I heard the raspy sound of the Geldster on my radio this morning, and I immediately popped in some music, and I said, all right, here we go. feel like I'm back in Europe now come in here, and the very first thing that I see in here on this uh, counter in front of the board 
is a fax that George was kind enough to save. Thank God for this. And this, it's appropriate because 23 years on the air in this town, one thing about Miami, unlike the Hallmark people who care enough to send their very best, Miami always cares enough to send their very worst. Kind of like the sausage man. They always send the worst, whether you want it or not. They've always got a complaint. And just what we needed was another no-life misfit who doesn't have the balls, by the way, to sign his name or its name or whatever it is, just J.E. in Pompano Beach. Probably short for J-E-R-K, but nevertheless, J-E. Great facts. Dear WQAM. Now, first of all, you understand this? Dear WQAM, that's like, that's like writing to Dear Uncle Sam. Huh? Right? In other words, like WQAM is like a person, a, a thing. I'm trying to understand what the deal is with your radio station. I've just relocated to this area. You are apparently a sports station when Hank is not talking about how he cut in line at some fabulously overpriced restaurant <laughs> and bested while winning horse that same night. That was funny. And, of course, when Neil Rogers, spelled with a D, is not talking about how the fans or the media in this town know nothing about hockey, that is to say when he's not talking about the Pope, the media, the Republican Party, or performing fellatio on a South American male with a foreskin. Oh! Very insightful and entertaining. The shock value is minuscule. It is a lame act. Shock value. Is this supposed to be shocking? No. No, it's four hours of entertainment, whether you like it or not. Shock value, as in blow it out your ass, hole. As I might imagine, you go where the money leads. <gasps> what a concept. But perhaps you might not lead us so much in thinking that you are a sports station. First of all, is this a sports station? No. 20 hours a day, it's a sports station. I'm going to tell you right now, I haven't been away from here for 10 days. There is nothing in the I'd rather hear somebody go like that for 20 hours a day than hearing people talk about sports. If there's been a more terminal, and I don't care what the powers that be think about this, it's just, it's a fact. It's a, it's a group circle jerk for a bunch of no-life, overgrown adolescents who refuse to grow up. If there's a more boring format than all sports radio in America, I haven't heard it yet. So thank God for this show of giving people a four-hour break so that they can, like, uh, you know, build their constitution back up to hear more about uh, what the point spread is on Villanova Vassar tonight, on a Hofstra Temple game, on the Temple Yeshiva game. But anyway, J.E. goes on to say, here's an idea, one that actually involves sports radio, the Jim Rome Show. I'm willing to bet you can make money and still keep your moniker. I thought we were done with her until Barbara Walters comes on with that crap, and the book's coming out Thursday. You might want to check the references across the country for the syndicated program. Here, This guy who moved here from I'm pretty sure I know where, because we'll get to that in a second. He's, he's such an expert. He's telling us who Jim Rome is, okay? Maybe he'll even tell us who Dr. Laura is, who Howard Stern is, who all the other uh, syndicated people from around the country are. Tom don't like us. Think about it. Jim Rome, noon to 4 p.m., Monday through Friday. <laughs> Hank can have a couple extra hours sleeping off whatever fare he digested the night before. Neil can find a platform. I suggest a soapbox in the Port Authority of New York, New Jersey. Does that give us an idea where J.E. might be from? That actually suits his whiny act instead of demanding the listeners do. By the way, Neil, when I wish to listen to real issues, I'll dial up NPR. Please, here's the best part. Please curtail the dreck. You currently offer concerned J.E. in Pompano Beach. <laughs> He's concerned. J.E., who, like I said, hasn't got the balls even to sound like a first name, 
much less the whole name, is trying to say. I have no life. But just doesn't uh, know how to get right to it. So he goes through this convoluted way of uh, all around the mulberry bushes saying. I have no life. And obviously there's not. Another misfit, just what we need, another loser from New York. Maybe this guy's like from Englewood, New Jersey. Because they probably wouldn't let him across the goddamn bridge. Maybe he's waiting to meet William Holden at the foot of the George Washington Bridge. What a jackass. And, and isn't it interesting, by the way? Another one of these guys, and you know he's listening right now, whoever it might be, can quote chapter and verse as much as he is repelled and as grotesque it is. And here's a pseudo-intellectual that hears all these important issues discussed on National Pubic Radio. But listen to the Jim Rome show. <laughs> what does that tell you? Weak. I mean, contrived controversy, the most unctuous, the most pathetic. Assuming that we that anybody with a brain wants to hear about sports 24 hours a day, do they want to hear the Steve Kane of Sports Talk Radio? No. Jim Rome? Who, he, he, oh, my God, oh, look at that uniform. It's dirty. Uh, don't you uh, laundry the uniforms before you come out here on the field? No. And he'd, like, make a four-hour show out of that. Garbage. But nevertheless, thanks for your programming tips, uh, J.E. and Pompano Beach, and we're delighted that you're listening. He knows everything chapter and verse, just like all the other naysayers, Every goddamn thing that I talk about on this uh, on this show, because he can't turn it off. But hey, maybe we can get the Jim Rome show like from two to three in the morning instead of that uh, scratchy voice. What's that uh, Pharrell on the radio? Oh God! And there's another example of the sports nerds. You could put a you could put a goddamn monkey squealing on if you could somehow spit out the goddamn odds in the sports scores, and and these same nerds would be listening to it. Terminal coma inducing. So, by the way, Neil, did you have a good time at Amsterdam? Yes. The weather? Terrible. Food? As usual, awful. Great time? Yes. How do you like that? Now, if you come here and the weather is awful and it's raining nonstop and uh, you have lousy meals, is there is it possible that you're going to have a good time here? No. No. But in Amsterdam, it's like going to Vegas. It can be pouring in Vegas. I mean, there are those periods of time when they have, like, those flash floods, you know, and the weather is really crappy or really bitter cold in the middle of January, and you still have a great time. One thing about here, even when the weather is great, I don't want to say it. Nine minutes after 10 at 560 WQM. Boy, it sure is great to be back, baby. Oh! 23 years today on a year in Miami, man. I'll never make it past the first couple of months. Where's our concerned uh, Christian coalition lady, by the way? Since it's March 1st and she was telling me that on January 1st of this uh, two months ago, I'd be off the air. Where's that bitch? Okay. Happy forum.
560 WQM. Man, I tell you one thing. You come back to Miami and you see the big headlines there in the front of the lifestyle and living sections. Neil Rogers, 23 years on year anniversary day. You see that? No. No, it's not there. Just like the money we raised for Center One. You see, and it's only the 1st of March. Anything get written about that? No. I told you. And I don't mention it because uh, I expect it to be written. I just mention it to point out the fact that it is not. Because no matter what you try to do in this town, if you're not one of the uh, inside sucklings, uh, they don't they don't give a crap. Right, Buddy Nevins? Ain't that right? Yes. Asshole. So here's the facts from Bill. Happy anniversary, et cetera. So thanks for 23 years. There you go. And here's a fact that says, George amazes me when he fills in for you. His shows are intelligent, funny, and entertaining. George has more to say in one of the four-hour period than Scoot, Steve Kane, Greg, oh. Mike Church, Karen Kay, Passion Phone Bitch, Joey Reynolds, John Ford, Rick Riley, and Alice Rantel all combined. How do you like that? It says. <laughs> He should have his own show after yours. The fact that he hasn't been hired as a talk show host and crap like Brooke Daniels and Steve Kane keep coming back and back and back and back <laughs> is proof that this radio business is a joke. Signed, Dave. Well, Dave, yes. absolutely correct, sir. You're right. But hey, that's uh, it's a crap business. Wait till I get to that Talkers Magazine thing. So some really heavy-duty news while I was gone, number one being, of course, that Gene Siskel died. Now, you know, we've had a lot of people die in the last since I've been on QAM. In fact, some of the people on the air here, I think, are right in that. Well, anyway, uh, but, uh, you know, they come and they go. That's life, like I keep trying to tell you. Oh, and by the way, don't buy the uh, Farewell to God book. What are you looking at me like that? No, you, by Charles Templeton. You want to know why? You don't need a book. I was thinking about this while I was on vacation. Why, why does anybody need a book to disprove this bull crap? Anybody that would believe these silly fairy tales and life after death and the spirit and the angels and all of this other stuff, man, you, you've got to immediately seek out a shrink. But anyway, so Gene Siskel dies. And the first, I know this is a bad thing to say, but the first thing that comes to my mind, because I know he had the brain tumor in the operation, and I, he said he, I just got through reading an article a couple weeks ago about he thought he may have come back a little bit too soon. He wasn't doing that great, but he was going to be okay. All of a sudden, he's dead. 53 years old, dead. Somebody I liked. I enjoyed Gene Siskel. He knew movies. He wasn't an ass kisser. If he liked the movie, he would tell you. If he hated it, he would tell you. And so my first reaction is, how come it couldn't be the fat one? My No, seriously, my very first reaction was, I mean, I don't want anybody to die some horrible death, but if it has to be one of the two, how about Roger Ebert? That damn faggot. I can't stand him. Yeah. Fat annoying. He's extraordinarily annoying. He just gets on my nerves. Just to see him makes me, yeah, cringe. So Gene Siskel is dead. God damn it. Well, you know, the Lord works. There. Yeah, right. There they go with that crap again. Thank God that I was away for like 10 days from any of that. Didn't hear any of that bull crap, didn't see any of it, didn't encounter any people that like are involved with any of that, and I thought to myself, oh, yeah, I must be in a real place. Then I came back to America. Then I read in the uh, International Herald Tribune a few days ago about the Grease Man. I guess George talked about this last week. George talked about No response. Uh -huh. What? No response. No response? I read excerpts from the article in the paper, and nobody called about it. Not one. 
Not one call about the grease man getting fired in D.C. because he made an, another one of his tasteless comments. See, I personally, I know, I know that I'm one of those guys. I could have said the same thing. There's some of the remarks he's made over the years that I would not have said because you have to know where the line is. They have to have some kind of a line where you draw a little bit of a line. But he played one of these so-called hip-hop records. And by the way, what the hell is hip-hop, you know? Rap music, that wasn't good enough. And, of course, they, they left. A lot of people started putting the C in front of the rap and showing it for what it is, which it really is, crap. And so now all of a sudden it's hip-hop. But at any rate, he played some hip-hop record by some black recording artist by some bitch. And when he got done playing a record, which he obviously hated like poison, he says, now you know why they dragged them from the back of pickup trucks. Isn't that what he – am I close? Yeah. I think the article is in a pile of papers back there still. Yeah. But, yeah, now you know why they dragged them behind pickup trucks. Right, which is a very crude and tasteless remark. But should he have gotten fired for saying that? No. Because, obviously, number one, it's taken out of context. And, number two, you know where this guy's coming from. He's uh, irreverent. Right? No, I think he's a racist. Well, what's the difference? No, seriously, I mean, the problem being that he's in Washington, okay, and there's too many, there's too many Schwarzers in Washington to go on here and say something like that. You don't come to the nation's capital, Greece, man, no matter how many years you've been there doing very well and making millions of dollars. You don't come to the nation's capital with all them Schwarzers running around and make some kind of comment like that. That would be like going on here and saying you're celebrating a Martin Luther Coon Day, something. You just, you just don't do those things, although he's done much worse. But nevertheless, so he got canned, which I think was an act of total. But that's America again. See, you can't really say what's on your mind. But I'm going to say today anyway what's on my mind about uh, something having to do with that in Amsterdam, which I've told you before. But now this time I noticed even more than ever before. I don't know about you, but I'm not one of those people that's too crazy about having a lot of drug peddlers out on the streets who are like very blatant and flagrant. They all happen to have one thing in common. But anyway, we'll get to that. Here's a Pompano. Hello. Tell Mel Rogers to stick his 23 years up his ass and I'll always have them. Okay, thank you. 20, 20 minutes and 47 seconds. He waited for that. A very, very poor. He thinks he's going to get on the thing. First of all, it was a two, it's this overhead again. So that's our fault, sir, but it was pretty weak. You'll never make it. He's hoping for another four years of posterity with that crap. We have an open line of date, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Happy anniversary, Neil. Thank you. Tremendous outpouring of mail and emotion here today. Was there? No. No. Although, actually, in fact, Sam, the uh, promotion man, Sam Douchebag, came down here with Duff Lindsay with a big banner that they made up for me. Happy anniversary, Neil. And Sam says, well, how was your vacation? Did you miss us? I said, yeah, I was thinking about you, Sam, but I still came back. Here's a mobile in Coral Springs. Hello. Mobile in Coral Springs. Neil? Yes, sir. How are you? Great. First thing, I have two things. Uh, first thing, I wish you a very happy anniversary. Thank you. And the second thing is, uh, you probably know my name. I don't want to give you my ad, uh, my, uh, my, uh, slides, yeah. my, <laughs> my business, uh, but I did work at your house once. You, you did what? I, I did work at your house once. Really? Yeah, I pressure cleaned it. Great. You remember me? Yes. George knows me too. Right, right. But I will, for your anniversary, uh, do anything you want for your. Yeah, okay? you're my type. Yeah, okay. Well, thanks a lot, my friend. Okay. And have a great day. Bye. See ya. 
Agriculture Department scientists say they have made a major stride toward developing an allergy-free rubber. Great. How you doing, Henry? Happy anniversary, Neil. Thank you so much. Here's the great Henry Burrow, by the way, who survived WIOD. Are you still doing that make-believe show in the mornings on Waxy? Absolutely. With Roger Mag- Ma- Ma- uh, Mary Magdalene? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we're still there. Well, well I don't understand, because I heard the day, the first day that Ranieri went off, Yes. and you were, they were playing music, and then you came on, and kind of like uh, a lost child, like, well, we don't know who's going to be here yet, but uh, we'll let you know when they are and where Mike is going, and uh, and you're still there. Yes, I are. So I guess they just don't know about it yet, huh? <laughs> it's uh, The show is, is owned by Henry Barrow Productions. Really? Yes. So in other words, you kind of came in, and uh, when Ranieri got put, I don't want to say you pushed him out, because that would sound bad, you know. Right. Right. Which I did not. Oh, no, I, that's why I don't want to say it, because I know you're not the kind of guy that would do that. No, I'm Un- unless, of course, it was for survival, which is a tough business. <laughs> well, survival was uh, was purchasing the time. Right. Well, I don't understand. So, in other words, you purchased the time? That's right. Well, I'm confused then, because they must have given you a different deal than they were going to give him. I don't know. I, I it's brokered, <laughs> brokered radio and right. And, uh, no, but but you understand what I'm saying because Ranieri got off of there because they wanted to charge him some exorbitant amount, as you know, which uh, he was going to have to work like 80 hours a day and not make any money from it. And then you're coming on there. You must uh, be doing something right. You must have naked pictures. I I pay a pretty exorbitant price. Do you? Sure. And who's selling your show? Uh, I am and my partner Mark Benson. Uh huh. Mark, well, your partner Mark Benson? Yes. Not the Mark Benson. Yes. Not the Mark Benson, formerly of Citizens of Dade United, Mister Anti Bilingual Hysteria. Uh, not That's that Mark right. Benson. Mark Benson. Oh my God! Oh my God! Republican Party. Oh. Do we make an odd couple or what? Yeah. Strange. By the way, I thought of you at Skipple Airport. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good place to buy Cuban cigars. By the way. It is. What a great airport too. I love that airport. No, I did think about you because you were the first one that I ever spoke to who knew how to pronounce an it right. <laughs> It's a great airport. In fact, you could put the whole city of Miami in the Skipple Airport and still have room left over. Yes, you could. Is there still, as you head out the front entrance, is there still a BP station there? Yes. Mm-hmm. But but inside, they I mean, you wouldn't even recognize it. There's so many. Of course, they got all the Burger Kings all over the place, but just enormous numbers of shops. It's it's a, it's miraculous. You know, the amazing thing I, I find there too is that you can get the latest English English language novels. Right. Uh, before they appear in the states, even. Yeah. Yes, sir. It's a good place to be. Now, you're not doing this kind of material on a morning show, are you? I'm waxing. I do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> so you're playing like old Peggy Lee music and stuff like that? No, no, I don't. What, I, what are you? Well, what are you doing? What kind? Of, I can, I, maybe I'll even listen tomorrow. Well, um, I do the news at the top and bottom of the hour. Right. We have, you know, we did, we discovered something untapped, and I really would like to get your opinion on this. Yeah. Roger Magellan's my business editor. Yeah. Everybody considered Roger kind of a goof because of the personality he was given. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roger's George a former is nodding stock. his head. Yeah, he's a former stockbroker. He's a former stockbroker, right? And uh, he's a day trader, and he really spends a lot of time working on his business reports. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they're good. And uh, consequently, he's he's on at a quarter after and a quarter of each hour. And we also have a sports guy who has just started with us, named John Roberts. I'm getting a little tired of that crap. I can tell you right now. Yeah. And and, uh, what's, and what's Ranieri doing? And we have. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And we have Sean Toner doing traffic. So yeah. We have a full-service morning show. Great. Well, I wish you all the best, Henry. You're okay in my book. Thanks. And you know, Neil, How's your daughter doing, by the way? She's doing wonderfully. 
She's now the assistant manager of the Beverly Hills Restaurant Complex. I'll tell you, if I were of that persuasion, I would have uh, whisked her off and eloped with her years ago. Boy, she's uh, unbelievable. Well, she's a big fan of yours also and asked me to tell you happy anniversary, as did my wife, Sandy. Excellent. Um, but I would like to say one thing. Briefly, yeah. Cause it's... Uh, we were talking about you this morning on the show. Really? Uh, Mark and I, and, and explaining to people who have never heard it, that there's never been a better baseball play-by-play man in this town or probably any other town than yeah, you when you were doing that. the U of M. Right. Uh, big fan of that, too. Well, I'm working on this talk show thing. Well, listen, I'll be listening tomorrow, Henry. Okay, Neil. Thanks thank a you. lot. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Okay, so Henry's still a Mike Ranieri show. How do you like that? Neil Rogers, God. I used to have things and piss it away. I'd be busted. Now I got to give all my houses away. I'd be busted. When I was a kid, they could call me a policy. Most of you said I was pathetically dumb. I made lots of money. Now I ain't got none on me. Fuck it. I won't get the bitches without any drink because I'd be busted. Just because I kicked on drinking his head, I'd be busted. Next time he's down, I had me some quiz. When I got out, I bit off a guy's ear. I'm back where I started. I ain't got no career. I'm busted. Man, I'm sorry. No more compared to Ellie. Let me ask you one thing. Anybody have a heart or a liver? Well, we got a celebrity studded the cast calling in today, Jennifer Rem. Happy anniversary. Thank you, Jennifer. 23 years. I know. It's pathetic, isn't it? 23 years to still be here. You deserve a medal. Yes, I do. I don't have one for you, but I do have a little story for you. Yeah. I was heading home, headed northbound I-95 near the Hallandale Beach Boulevard exit yesterday afternoon. Around 3.30. Yeah. And there was a guy in a Honda Civic, dark in color, spanking a monkey. Choking really? the chicken. He was choking it. All right. Buttering the corn. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> today we're doing a story about the dangers of road debris and whatnot on I-95, hitting your vehicle, that type oh, of thing. Oh, my God, now I know where that slick spot was on the road yesterday coming home from the airport. <laughs> exactly. My question to you is how dangerous is it, how dangerous is it to do that while you're Short driving? Skirt. Yeah. I guess it all depends on how many hands it takes to handle a whopper. Well, for that guy, he had a grip, but he really needs to get a life. <laughs> That's great. So happy anniversary. So how would you, like, you like Henry Burrow's call, by the way? Uh, you know what? I was out doing an interview. didn't hear it. Was he sober? Yeah. He was. He said, <laughs> and then he said, <laughs> and I said, well, Henry, how, how's Renieri doing? And he said, <laughs> he was. he was great. He's doing okay. Some things never change. Nice to see all our old, uh, com- you know, we're all keeping, yeah, him too, keeping our heads above water. Well, happy anniversary. Love ya. Thanks. Miss you. Thanks, Take Jennifer. care. See ya. Bye-bye. Jennifer M., everybody loves Jennifer, right? Yes. Everybody except, uh, what's her name, Jackie? Jackie Bales? Was that was that her name? I got confused because we had, like, two Jackies. We had that real, like, macho Jackie. What was her name? They're having a, uh, you know, this place really amuses the hell out of me. They're having a Neil Rogers anniversary party in the parking lot out here at noon. Am I going to be involved in that? No. because no, I'm sitting up here on the air. Oh, look, here Sam's got the balloons. And that's right. Yes, I did think about you in Amsterdam, Sam, but I still came back, like I said. Look at all those beautiful purple balloons, just like Tinky's Winky. Oh, and guess what I saw on the BBC a couple of mornings? I saw Tinky Winky. Oh! And the whole uh, whatever that stupid show is, the Teletubbies. Oh, huh? yeah. 
Uh, and, of course, you know those British, they're all a bunch of prisses anyway, so how else can you tell? Purple balloons, boy, this is pretty impressive. Am I impressed? No. Here's a, a mobile in Cooper City. Hello. How come you happy, put that? Wait, wait a minute. Hang on one second. Is this on our dime or your dime? Are we paying for this? No, no, no. Of course you are. Okay, hang on. Well, no, we want to take the celebrities first. I mean, here's an almost celebrity. Hey, boy, what's that in your mouth? <laughs> Brian Andrews. Happy anniversary, Neil. From Channel 7. The one and only. From Channel 7 News. How are you, Neil? The one that says, we're running out of material, folks. <laughs> Not anymore. How's things? Things are great. I just heard it was your 23rd anniversary. and uh, Well, where did you hear that? I heard it on your show. Oh. <laughs> this is the backyard. I was putting around doing a few things. I said, you know, it's Neil's anniversary. I should give him a call. Right. So uh, 23 years. 23 years of being in some of those, some, part of that time is being your colleague on IOD. Yeah, you know, I was Remember those days when, when I, I was, was your colleague? colleague on IOD. Right. That was a long time ago. Uh-huh. But I, I just heard Jennifer Ram. Wow, blasts from the past. Right, and Henry Burrell. Well, you never worked with Henry, did you? No, I wasn't around for his. Yeah, he was, he was drying out, I think, when you came over. <laughs> How was uh, how was being overseas? Overseas was great. Amsterdam is still there, and it's fantastic. And uh, even with crappy weather and very marginal food, I still had a great time. And it's uh, just nice to be among uh, you know living and breathing people for a few days. Well, and there living and breathing here. people down here. You no, them. no, not really. Well, a few. Anyhow, I just uh, you know you're uh, as they say in uh, as they say in South Florida media circles, you're not a man until you've been ripped on the ear by Neil Rogers. And Neil, I know you've ripped me many a time. But We're not talking about women. And, uh, Congratulations on 23 years in this market. Thanks, Brian. Give uh, uh, Rick Sanchez a big kiss. Yeah. I, I hear he runs like a mother. Okay, take care of yourself. See you, Neil. Bye-bye. Brian Andrews from Channel 7. Are we impressed with that? No. He's all right. He's a little confused. That's what Adam said. Here's a, a mobile in Cooper City. Hello. God, you preempted me for him? Well, he's uh, we had to get him out of the way, you know. Happy anniversary, Neil. 23 down and 4 to go. I'm wired. And Neil, nobody nobody sends cards anymore. I, I don't even give my wife an anniversary card anymore. I just, I, you know, an hey, anniversary. Listen, why should I expect the audience to remember this when I forgot myself? Why should I expect anybody else to remember it? Well, I'll come over and give you a big kiss, Neil. No, I'll pass. And, and, and the best part of these anniversary shows are all the celebrities that call in Joey Reynolds and Mr. Ego and Alice and Brooke right. Daniels right. and uh, Randy Rhodes and, uh -huh. and, uh, and the Kingmeister. Neil. <laughs> Don't leave are her we, out. Oh, are, we gonna hear, are we going to hear from the bird? Uh, I sure hope not. I hope not. Oh, I love the Well, somebody bird. told me uh, that Capri is back in town, by the way. That's the rumor that I heard that he's working on uh, RMF. I is haven't heard true? him, but he'll be calling. We'll find out. Neil, Neil, and, uh, in, in closing, uh, you had your 20th anniversary show, I guess, three years ago. And remember when Larry King called in from the airplane? Yes, I do. I got you that. Have, you have that? Yes, I do. I'm going to play it. Thank you, sir. And Happy anniversary. Time. We Thank love you. Thank you so much. How come we haven't heard from J.E. in Pompano Beach yet this morning? We're waiting for that call. I know he's listening out there waiting with bated breath. We have an open line in Dade, one in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. I bet you every goddamn major personality in town. I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Jicker calls in today, who missed the last book again, by the way, the last ratings book, which we had a monster book. He missed that again. Missed our Center One fundraiser that we did over 150 grand. Missed that. Missed my 23rd anniversary in the newspaper, by the way. But I bet you my good friend Tom Jicker calls in here today. Just because he's such a good guy, even though Sam is standing in front of my clock. It's uh, not important. I mean, they don't care about the time. They just want to know the goddamn scores. And is the bookie uh, feeling better today? I wanted to uh, give you the real thing here, Neil. Sally Phipps, when her batteries quit, Rick and Suds, when they're pulling their cuts, Joey blows. That most everyone knows. 
That's just great radio. Larry King with that bald spot thing. And there's Jim. We know what Neil thinks of him. Randy Rose. When she speaks of her nose, that's just great radio. Management, they're all bent on just running the show. But they're just a bag of rancid douchebags, I know. They don't even know when to go. So when Neil gets to mention, it's just what we're wishing for and so. As we all hear a show, make a call. And if you have the call, talk to Neil. And I'm sure you will feel a new God, a big, terrific, wild, just great, great. Oh. 1045 at 560 WQM. This uh, overhead just uh, don't cut it. Anyway, there's a stupid article, as usual, Michael Russo this morning. I see the Panthers had like three big games while I was gone. Phoenix, uh, Philadelphia, and then uh, Ty and Detroit coming from way down in the third period. Then I ran into the Leafs in Toronto Saturday night. But anyway, so I missed a couple of very important and big home games. But I did ask around, and I said, did they fix that uh, the goal lights at the arena yet? Can people see those yet? No. No. And not only that, but then come to find out the time clocks were back to that again. They're not working again, right? Yes. But, uh, hey, they're working on it. But there's another idiotic column by Michael Russo. And isn't it interesting that uh, somebody faxes me a copy from the Palm Beach? See, this is the way it works in the local papers because nobody knows what they're writing about. Just like that guy faxed me, that thing I read in the beginning of the show this morning. You're right, sir. They don't know what they're talking about. All they do is they plant their propaganda, and he's a so-called columnist or writers or stringers or whatever they are, like my fat Michael Russo. They put in there whatever the hell they tell them to put in. The Kitty Corps, GM Murray, took his lumps for switching to you. It seems he was right all along. This coming on the day that the Panthers are like in ninth place. They're tied with Boston in points, but they're at the moment out of a playoff spot. But Murray was right all along. Like when Marty Straka got his 29th goal for Pittsburgh yesterday, we were saying, oh, yeah, he was right all along. <laughs> yeah, right. And then he goes on about the core of youth, and he goes in. This is the same Michael Russo yesterday that ripped the crap out of Robbie Niedermeyer in his listless performance game after game after game. And who does he list there in the kiddie core, these great young players? Robbie Niedermeyer. How do you like that? And Roddick Dvorak with his uh, big deal 10 goals. And Victor Kozlov, a uh, bitter underachiever. And Ray Whitney, who was a great uh, acquisition by Brian Murray, but is not part of the kiddie core as a young veteran, and it uh, didn't come up through the organization. So what are you writing about, Michael Russo, you asshole? Another piece of crap. Welcome back to Miami, sir. Thank you. Too many know-nothings in this town, too many losers, too many people that haven't got any idea what the hell their job description is, that don't know the subject matter of what the hell that they're supposed to be doing, like Michael Russo and David J. Schwartz over there at the Herald. Oh, don't say that. Look at what happened to the grease man up there. So anyway, getting back to this thing about Amsterdam, even when the weather is crappy. Oh, and by the way, somebody, one of the Julios, and I think it was a chronic before I went on vacation, was asking me about the Winston Hotel. But there is such a place. It's on the Rue de Vaseline, the Vormerstraat, right in the middle of all the uh, red light district in Amsterdam. But it's a great location, but it's for schleppers. In other words, if you want to spend like, uh, you know, 70 bucks a night for a flea bag dump, dumpy place, but you really don't care because it's just a bed and maybe a little bit of water in there somewhere, uh, that's fine for you, for your schleppers. Great location. Would I stay there? No. Not on your life. Not under any circumstances. 
But getting back to the said the only one thing, I mean, the bad weather I can take, I mean, it's the middle of February, I'm there, it's raining, it's cold, it's windy, it's blustery. Out of, out of the nine days, I would say there were three days when you saw some sunshine. The best day was yesterday when I'm getting on a plane to leave. Beautiful, but that's the breaks. I can handle all of the other. I can handle the fact that they eat a lot of fish and stuff that I can't stand, and their food generally sucks. It doesn't bother me in the least bit. But what I cannot handle, the one thing that bugs me more about that city than anything else, and I love Amsterdam, is that as you're walking the streets and you're zipping around town and you're going here and there, the and I know that this I've said this before, but it happens to be true. Maybe you can explain to me why there is this phenomenon. Why the islands people is do any of them they have like a real job? No. I don't think so. Coke. Hey Coke, Coke man. Coke. And that, that's yeah, I mean that's why we brought all the Jamaicans in here for crying out loud, so we'd have a lot of good weed. Everybody knows that. Right? Yes. Yeah, that's why they're here. Yeah, man. But these islands people, like from the uh, Dutch uh, Netherlands Antilles or all these other uh, grotesque islands, that they, they, I guess they have to let them in there. And they're an impediment to your experience there. Not that they're dangerous, I don't think. I mean, you know, they don't like come and grab you by the arm. But they're just, uh, hey, what do you need, man? Coke. Uh, uh, whatever you want. Which is not legal there, and number two, which I don't want to be, uh, you know, every two blocks accosted to be buying cocaine and crack and the whatever else, uh, you know, it gets on your goddamn nerves. And it also contributes to that kind of attitude that you have that makes you feel a little bit on that uh, racist side. Like, how come, uh, were there, was there one single white person trying to peddle drugs to me while I was in Amsterdam I'm walking the streets? No. No. So maybe like that well, one person said a few weeks ago, it's a cultural thing. Maybe that's what it's all about. Uh-huh. Part of the culture. Yeah, man. Open line at day two in Broward. Look at this. Open lines here today, boys and girls. 23 years on a year in this town. The fax machine ought to be buzzing. These phones ought to be smoking off the hook. We're hearing from big-time celebrities. Henry Barrow, Jennifer Rem, bra, bra, what's his name? <laughs> Brian Andrews. Well, he's almost a celebrity. That was, yeah. 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Oh, look who we got here. It's the Enough of the Sucking Guy. Hey, how's it going, Neil? Great. Happy anniversary, man. Thank you so much, man. Enough of the Sucking. I tell you what, the Amandish was talking about it yesterday. About what? Uh, this being your anniversary. Oh, really? I told you. Yeah. Huh. That's, uh, that's one of the reasons why I call you. I mean, the guy that's doing the updates, the, the, the sports updates on Sundays, they, they were all celebrating, your, I guess, your anniversary. I guess they'll call in. It wouldn't be complete if Phil Henry doesn't call you in, though. You know, we miss Phil Henry here. Are you we sure? Yeah. From 6 o'clock in the morning till 10. That sounds good to me. It sounds like a big you know? improvement over that crap so we got. We're going to have that punk in the morning talking, you know. Yeah, he, he just gets on my nerves. If you, guys, if you guys have enough talent, if you guys have the talent to, uh, if you guys have the balls to have a guy like that talking on the radio in the morning, why can't you have wet back radio from 6 o'clock in the morning yeah. till 10? I think, that, can... I think that starts next week. But, well, you know, come in. I think, I think we're going to get uh, Ricky Martin's going to get a show. See, he won the uh, he won oh, the yeah, uh, yeah. Emmy. He was all excited about it. La Copa it. de la Vida. Yeah. And he brought uh, the uh, crowd you know. to their feet, and they were screaming. Boy, look at that orange hair Ricky's got. They were screaming and squealing over it. I barely have the time to call you. But and he was I wearing like tight leather pants me. that were so tight that you could see that he definitely is circumcised, which I thought was pretty amazing for a Puerto Rican. Yeah, more more circumcised more ways than one. Yeah, though. he must have had the good moil. He did a beautiful job. Yeah, Listen, yeah, they, uh, amigo, yes. Tell Jennifer Rem that I'm, I might have been the one that she, she was driving next to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't Jennifer says she doesn't. She, her eyesight isn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have a great day, right, Miguel. I'll be there. Thanks. Bye. Get out of here.
Okay, we have an open line of day. So anyway, getting back to the thing about Phil Henry, there's this obnoxious magazine that I've told you about over the years called Talkers Magazine, which was founded by and is written for and about a group of self-serving assholes, as Brian Andrews would say, colleagues in the business. Mike Siegel, who used to work on WS News, maybe some of you old farts remember Mike Siegel, we're trying to forget, a humorless, pathetic excuse for a broadcaster, for a human being, one of the most unctuous people I've ever worked with. But then, and of course, Walter Sabo contributes weekly or however uh, monthly, however often they put this rag out. And, and they have these conferences that they go to, and they also give awards to each other. It's a self-serving uh, group uh, f- flock, is what it is. Where they just, uh, you know, squeeze each other's genitals and pat each other on the back and tell each other how wonderful they are, like they used to do at Paxson, giving each other all the awards all the time for screwing up another station and destroying somebody else's life. So anyway, this uh, February issue, which, so where did we get this? Who, who brought this in? Uh, Greg or Duffer. Oh, look at Duffer. that, general manager, WQM. I'm sure he must have thought I'd be really impressed by seeing that. <laughs> yeah, my name in here. The top 100 talk host in America for 1999 is selected by the Unctuous Talkers magazine. A grotesque piece of turd. Now, I'm not going to waste your time. Naturally, I'm in there. I mean, you know, when you make the top 5,000, that's pretty good. Neil Rogers, huge in South Florida, offbeat, wild character, afternoons, which are good. Afternoons? Yeah, part of it. WQM Hollywood with the address and the phone number and the fact number. And right under wrong my, address, wrong phone number. Right under my picture, by the way, guess who the next one is? Jim Rome. Now, if you remember that fact that I started reading about, you know, shock radio, it says sports radio, shock jock, knows his stuff. Premier Radio Network, yada, yada, yada. And there's his ugly puss with that mustache. Trying to be controversial just with that look on his puss. But at any rate, when you hear some of the people that made this list, and the one in particular who did not, you are gonna you're gonna take your radio and slam your fist to it. You're gonna go and find out who published this goddamn talkers, or you're gonna take your Walter Sabo blow up doll and just uh, blow it to the smithereens. That's why they call it a blow up doll because he blows. On this list of the hundred best talk show hosts, and by the way, let me give you the criteria that they list in here. Okay. They go through this long article, which I never read this thing except, of course, I'm in it, so I'm assuming, you know. I'm in, and I'm embarrassed to be in it, by the way. I want to retract. I don't want to be associated with most of what's in here. The idea of importance, these are the 100 most important talkers in America. It's determined by any combination of the following aspects of the candidate's professional status. Ratings. Ratings. <laughs> Longevity. <laughs> Uniqueness, as in a, a Randy Rhodes wannabe. <laughs> Potential, social impact, yada, yada, uh, industry recognition, courage, talent. <laughs> and here is, she's in there, Brooke Daniels. She's a natural with a style all her own. <laughs> yeah, WINZ Afternoon Drive. I'm going to tell you, this is the worst Randy Rhodes ripoff. And, it, and, and why would you want to rip off Randy Rhodes? That's the thing I don't understand. Now, with all due respect to Randy, okay, she's got her thing. Yeah, that's where it is. But, I mean, Brooke Daniels is on the list. Now, since this, you know, he mentioned and somebody else already has mentioned a certain name. Okay. Yeah, that one. So I'm, I'm looking through this this morning with much consternation as I'm seeing like Mike Siegel is in it, all the people who are part of this cluster fork that are, you know, that put, put this magazine out for their own uh, aggrandizement, their own ego, like Tom Don't Like Us. He's in there with his minuscule numbers in every market that he's in, by the way. And I'm looking through here, and I'm seeing various people who are not in here. 
like I see uh, Mike and the Mad Dog from the fan. This so they got sports talk people in, and Jim Rome. Is Hank in here? Hank? No. No, he's not in here. A glaring omission. Is Rick, are Rick and Suds in here? No. Well, at least Suds. Is he in here? No. And then I thought to myself, well, you know, who am I leaving out? And I look for Phil Henry. I want you to, those of you who know anything about talk radio in this market or just in general, just generally speaking, anything about talent, like you'd recognize it if it hits you in the face, is Phil Henry on this list? No. Keep in mind, here's Brooke Daniels is on the list at Talkers Magazine, okay? <laughs> Even she can't believe it because of her ratings, her influence, her longevity in the market, which she got canned after the first two months, and then she was changing tires, the entire kingdom, and people over said, oh, God, I'm desperate. You want to come back to work? And she said, yes. She makes the list of the most important hundred talkers in America. Phil Henry, who's in Los Angeles on KFI, 50,000 watts, who's one of the great talents in the history of our business, does he make the list? No. Damn it. And you wonder why I say this is a horseball business with a bunch of assholes and self-aggrandizing ass suckers running it? I'm going to tell you, they ought to take Walter Sable, I told George this this morning, tie him to a goddamn tree and make him wipe his ass with a, with a real sharp Brillo pad and 500 copies of Talker's Magazine until he can't wipe it no more. Shame on you, you idiots, you, you jackasses. But I do like that jacket, Tom. Tom Likas. Neil? God? Neil, God! Walter Sable in a black of the band. I want you to hop inside my company car. I got the tickets, the taxes, each side of my hand. I'm going to make a you a radio star. I'm Walter Sable, baby. I can do anything I want to do. I'm your consultant woman. And I'm going to be consulting you. I'm giving that song on a crap show and a formula. I've got the you. I've got the power to mold and control The idea of Brooke Daniels being on a list and uh, Phil Henry not being on there, it just frosts my ass so much that I'm ready just to get up and walk out of here and go uh, open up a goddamn shoeshine stand on the corner of uh, the dam rack and something. Speaking of the dam rack, here's a man who, uh, you know, makes an honest living. Oh, he didn't respond because I said it's a man who... (laughs) Al! Al! Put the food down, Al! Hey, uh, happy anniversary. <laughs> I can hear I can hear the rappers crinkling wait in the background. Wait a second. Wait, wait. I want to know if... Oh, I'm any... sorry. I can hear the hip-hoppers crinkling in the background. Neil, I'm going to be in Amsterdam March 10th to March 18th. Is there any more hash left or did you smoke it all it's up? All, it's all gone. 
I, I cleaned them out. You did. What about the herring? Did you eat all the herring? Eat all. In fact, I cleaned your apartment out. And I did not. I did not go in your apartment. Why didn't you? Just because you're gay and you can't use a key. Stop it. You yeah. Get in there. Uh, How I, much did you pay for a hotel? Too much. You I had, you know, my favorite hotel, the Barbizon Palace, was booked up this time, so I had to stay at the Krasnopolsky. You know where that is? You were six blocks from my house. How much did you spend? Uh, too much. Okay. You could have saved all that money. All you have to do is perform oral sex on me, and we're even. Like I said, I love the Krasnopolsky. <laughs> they have great dinners, by the way. Do they? Oh, it, I, it's a wonderful dining room. Yeah. You are eight blocks from my apartment, Neil. I know exactly where your apartment is. So why don't you go? Exactly. I mean, you know, I'm at the back door, if I can say that, at the crack Come on, I'm one block from the marijuana and hemp. I'm going to be there March, and I love Howard. No, no, maybe, maybe you can answer me what it yes. is, okay? Because I'm always hearing you make these comments, or I make these comments, or anybody else, and right away we're supposed to be racist. But you know what I'm talking about. You spend enough time there. Yes. You, you know, you walk the streets. Everybody's happy. Everybody's in a great mood. The people are friendly. They're very nice. There's no guns. There's, the cops don't have any guns even. But every couple of blocks, there's some Rasta Schwarzer standing out there, coke, crack, you know, and it gets a little bit irritating. And you finally wonder yourself, because people are always saying, well, you know, they've been deprived of an education, they've been held back. Maybe a good haircut would be a good start, you know? Well, no, I hate them. You know, they're, they're working all the streets. They should go back to Harlem where they belong. Uh, but Neil, did they why come don't from you Harlem, or did they come from uh, Neil, Neil? You said you wanted to live in Harlem. Andre, my yeah. landlord has an apartment for you. Why haven't really? you called? He does have one. He has one for you. My, twice as nice as mine. I, I, I hope so. Give a call to Rose later. Seriously, Neil. Yeah. And please use my apartment. I know you can get in. I know with the key. I mean, if straight people can do it, you can do well, it. Well, I don't care about that. I just brought a crowbar this time. Okay, come on, Neil. And 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 and, and you know, I mean, I've loved you. I treasure you. I want your body next to me, trembling with passion. That's why I don't go to your apartment. I'm afraid, <laughs> my, I'm, afraid you, I'm afraid you gave a phony schedule to George there, and you might be hiding there, waiting in the lurch. Waiting in the lurch and videotaping. You'll wind up a midnight blue. Yeah. Listen, Neil. If that's the best you can put on. Uh, March 10th, I'm there answer. for eight days. Use the apartment. I know when you should be there. The day is named after you. Queen's Day, April 30th. I'll be there. April, no, they, they now, celebrate. Are you, are you going to be there then? Yes, they celebrate the Queen's birthday. Oh, Christ, I'm going to have to change my plans. Every, every queen is out there. Yeah. There's room for you on the streets, I swear. Exactly. Neil, I love you. Okay, I'll see you Treasure on the game rack. I care okay. about you. Speak you later. And George is mine tonight. His rectum is mine. Good night. I'll still believe. Right. Whatever that means. I still haven't figured out what that means, by the way. I, I don't know what. I, a Dutch, I was coming back on a plane yesterday and Martin Neer with a very nice uh, gentleman. In fact, maybe he's even listening now, but I doubt it. He's doing business. An older Dutch gentleman who's like in the uh, telephone business, cell phone. And uh, he showed me at a Dutch paper. He's showing me a review of a restaurant called the Yam Yam, which is right near where one of the hotels I stay at most of the time. And it, uh, the restaurants in Amsterdam, to be honest with you, you've got to be a little bit adventurous to go in because on the outside they look like uh, not too much, even the good ones, I guess. So we picked up the Dutch newspaper. We're showing me this review, and I look at it like, uh, forget it. There are a few. Now, like Finnish, you ever hear uh, the Finnish speak? It's like it's like uh, Indian, like, like they speak in a Calawit, like one of those strange Indian languages. No chance. That one I would not tackle. I know my 40 words of Italian. I know my 20 words of Espanol. Everywhere I go, try to learn a little bit of language. But Dutch to me, I mean, it's a, you just have to make a lot of gutter, which I guess is what you get from eating all that herring and all those clams. A lot of clams being eaten in Amsterdam, I'll guarantee you that. Here's uh, Kendall. Hello. How's it going, Neil? Great. I uh, heard you talking about David J. Neal and all those uh, writers about hockey earlier. I called you a couple weeks ago about Alexander Dague, how they said uh, – 
they were trying to get him from Philly, and he wasn't with Philly anymore. You remember? Right. Anyways, in today's paper, uh, have you read uh, David J. Neal's thing yet about the Panthers and the Leafs possibly meeting in the playoffs? Yeah. He goes on to say that Panthers' likely playoff spot would be number seven or eight. Uh huh. They have more of a chance of getting three than seven. Yeah. I mean, they're six points at a third, and Buffalo has the seventh spot, and they're eight points up on us. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is it with this guy? Does, does he look? He, at... he has no idea what he's writing about. He really how, doesn't. How many sparks do you know that know anything about hockey? I mean, he really doesn't. We go on to say it every time, and, and you know, people think, oh, well, it's just one mess up, too. And, but and, and he doesn't. But, but this fat Michael Russo, which you read the Herald, I guess, but the Sun Sentinel, just, I come back yesterday, I'm reading to catch up on things. He writes this scathing. He finally writes some something true about Robbie Niedermeyer and what a bust he's been. And now today he's writing about how he's one of the great talents because this is the PR stuff that the organization has put out against. It's exactly. pathetic. It is. I mean, how can you? He doesn't even mention the fact that we have a chance to get the third spot. Yeah. I mean, likely well, let's, let's worry about the eighth spot first, then we'll worry about the third spot. All right. Well, I mean, you know, big game next Saturday against uh, Carolina. Yes, sir. And Wednesday night we got Theo Ferry coming in here with the Colorado. Right. Another thing I wanted to tell you, that, uh, talking about people that don't know anything, whoever's operating, uh, I know the clock's had problems lately. You haven't been there to see it. Yeah. But whoever operates what gets put on the scoreboard as far as the graphics, right. they are just getting paid money. They don't know have a clue what they're doing. Uh, the starting lineup for Philadelphia, when they put Eric Lindros's picture out there, yeah. and they put his name underneath, they spell it L-I-N-D-R-O-S-S. Mm-hmm. I mean, a superstar like Lindros, I mean, yeah, he's Yeah, but he's kind of Luther Vandross. That's got two of <laughs> Listen, have a great day, pal. Yeah, i got to run. See, see you. Got to run because we got another superstar. Ed Kaplan, my close personal friend, has got the odds on tonight's game. That's right. Uh, someone told me that Ingrid Bergman was Gary Bergman's sister. That's true. Congratulations. I think it's the same person. I think it's uh, Gary uh, Bettman. Ingrid <laughs> How you doing? Great. Thanks, Ed. Nice to see you They're bringing in all kinds of stuff here. They're having a big – the one thing about this place, if if I get great ratings, they have a ratings party for the whole station. If I have an anniversary, they have an anniversary party for, for the whole station. I, I think it's a real bonanza that I came over here for everybody else. Well, it's really a bonanza for some of us. Yeah. A lot of us have ratings bonuses built in on how the station does. Right. So I probably owe you thousands. Excellent. But I'm on a bad streak right now at Dellstream, so Are you? it may be a while. Yeah, but when they bring the good bands in, though, I, 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 did see, <laughs> I did see Dave Joseph's column yesterday. You know, he's right on target, man. These old, old bands that even you and I have forgotten already. I mean, that just ain't going to cut it, you know? You're probably playing the records in Kalamazoo. Hey, by the way, uh, since you're one of the few people who would even understand what this is all about, I look in the paper yesterday, and I, I wish to hell I would have been here, although thank God I was on vacation. Saturday night, they had that big $150,000 race at Pompano. Uh-huh. One forty nine and four Parsons Den, the track record, in in the uh, end of February. Can you believe it? it? Must have been a mild night, but that's uh, what a time that is. Yeah, they, I, except the only thing is, I think that not just in harness racing, all these sports, and I mean all the racing sports, they just keep souping up the tracks. Yeah, I don't know if these. You think this horse is faster than Niatros? You them? think they're souping up the tracks or souping up the horses? Well, we don't want to touch that. <laughs> we don't want to touch that with the ten foot. Well, thanks a lot, and I appreciate it. That's all right. Happy anniversary and. Uh, uh, people don't realize this, but actually, between our old mutual friend Peter Shapiro and then you and Bill Calder, I probably never would have made a bet in my life. Like I said, we got a bad connection, Ed. <laughs> See you later. Bye bye. Poor Ed. Well, he had a rough weekend, you know. We have an open line in Broward two and day to bring in baskets. Look at that one. I like that one uh, with that uh, big uh, Jewish star on the outside. That basket.
What is that thing in sports where there's this tremendous, feely, touchy, uh, and these people don't want to think about it, then they so become very nervous. 2 a.m., before 10, and after 2, you're all a bunch of faggots. <laughs> you're <laughs> naked. You're, you're taking showers. That's a gay club, you moron. <laughs> you're in a fair club. You're looking for glory holes. The Miami Dolphin bathhouse. Cut it out. You're faggots. You're homosexuals. You're a feminist. You are faggots. <laughs> Well, stay in school, don't go out on your own. Yes. There's a whole lot of stuff you just can't do at home. Search all around, but you won't see a CEO with a GED. <laughs> well, nothing compares to the marvelous feeling of making butter patties. Stick to the ceiling, smoking in the bathroom, making out in the hall, or hitting a fat kid with a speeding dodgeball. Yeah, I remember that. And throw a paper wad with a fire alarm, blow up the toilet with a cherry bomb, dissect a frog in biology class. Find yourself a nerd and wedge you his ass. <laughs> well, you'll be a hit in chemistry when you make the class a batch of LSD. Start a food fight, you milk out your nose. But when you go to school, with anything goes, stay in school. Out on your own. There's a whole lot of stuff you just can't do at home. But search all around, but you won't see a CEO with a GED. Search all around, but you won't see a CEO with a GED. It's 1170 WQM. Well, we got a tremendous response on the phone here, don't we? No. Not at the moment. Well, you know, it's Monday. They don't want to get too carried away. We don't care. We hear every year we keep hearing it's your goddamn anniversary, and then it's your birthday, and then some other uh, goddamn blessed event. Boy, this overhead, it blows. So thanks to the uh, QM family here, whoever they might be. Look at that. you see this? Oh, geez, big basket with all kinds of Italian goodies in there, most of which I can't eat, and olio oliva. I'll just uh, drink some olive oil here while I'm waiting for some calls. Five six seven oh five sixty pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Now, we're going to be having a little uh, a thing. Out here in the parking lot, out by the uh, now, what is it? Two hundred two uh, place is that it? And four forty one. It's a double street sign, Terrace. Whatever it is, two hundred two hundred three Terrace. Oh, by the way, we got to find out if that Jiffy, Jiffy Lube does uh, oil changes on Corvettes. Okay. Seriously, the one right across the street, right next to the Tire Kingdom, where Babbling Brook uh, ran into Pete Bolger that fateful day, and he said, <laughs> "Want a job?" And she said, "Okay." Well, here's Jeff Cohen from the Pizza Loft. I was just going to ask about food. So what are we going to be giving away out there between noon and one? We've got a whole thing set up out there. Not too elaborate. We've got shirts. We got, it's, it's very elaborate. They've got the, like I said, it's really elaborate for this place. The covered dishes and whatnot from the Pizza Loft. Oh, so Pizza Loft catered this. So in other yes. words, anybody who shows up between noon and one while the noon and one last will get food out there? Parking lot party. Giveaways, spin the wheel. They've got shirts. They've got tchotchkes, a bunch of crap. And now, do the Rasta people, if they show up, they've got to bring their own weed? Yes. Weed for food. That's the deal here today. Yeah. Five six seven zero oh, five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a lady in Boca. Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Neil, well, this is your Dutch admirer. Yes. Uh, I. You were talking about the people from the Netherlands and Philly. 
Yes. Well, they have Dutch passports, so they can just go to Holland, Holland whenever they like. Oh, what and a if shame. they have no work, the, the government will give them money and all that. You see. Uh huh. So that's uh, that's that. So they can go into business for themselves. Oh yeah, they can do whatever they like on the street it. corner, right? Yeah. Coke, 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 Man. I tell you that it just. Of all the things there, it's such a pleasant place, as yeah. you know. I mean, uh, other than the crappy weather. Yeah. But God, that just gets in my nerves. There's I so know. much of it. Yeah, it is. It's very, very annoying. And another, I cannot believe that you cannot find a good restaurant. Do you know what you have to do? Every gracht, if you. Gracht? In all the gracht, there are six million restaurants, the little ones. Yeah. And the ones sometimes that look, uh, you know. A bit uh, dirty or something. Right. Sometimes that's the best. Food. Well, are you familiar with that yam yam? Uh, I've heard of it. Which doesn't. Which is it's an Italian restaurant, but from the outside it looks like uh, crap. It doesn't even look. No, Italian. but sometimes the food is the best in those crappy places. Yeah. And there are so so many restaurants in all the grachten. It's unbelievable. The grachten. The grachten. You know what what they are. Yeah. Yeah. So I can get you a list maybe from my daughter. She lives there. Great. And I can uh, fax it to you. Now, what about the steakhouses? Because I'm all a little bit leery because, you know, right across the sea, right across the North Sea are those Brits, yeah. and they got that mad cow. Yeah, exactly. Problem. I'm a little bit nervous yeah. about the meat and where it might come from. Yeah, you should not I don't eat. like touching that British meat. No, you should not eat that. Definitely not. But just try any any of those little restaurants. It's all uh, French food or Caribbean food. You, you name it. Don't eat Dutch food because that's horrible. I know. It's so bland. When you have to go to McDonald's, you know the uh, local exactly. cuisine ain't the best. Yeah. Okay, well, Dankavel. Okay. See ya. Uh, There's my uh, one word. Speaking of Mike Ranieri. Hello. Uh, hello. <laughs> and you wondered why I was not here anymore. Uh, hello. How you doing, Mike? Good. How are you? Great. So what are you doing? Well, I called to say happy 23rd anniversary. Thank you so much. Now, I didn't, I wasn't aware, and I guess the, uh, once again, the people in this town, these so-called news writers, they missed the big story that Henry Barrow stole uh, your show. Well, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If no, well, no, seriously, maybe you can explain that to me, because I asked Henry, and he kind of like uh, danced around it a little bit. You know, if they were going to charge you this exorbitant rate to buy the airtime, how is it that he's buying the airtime and somehow he can be on there? That I really don't know. I think he found a big angel somewhere. Is that it? And as far as him stealing anything, yeah, uh, the capability is not there. I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ooga booga is all I can say to that. Ooga booga, that's I got, right. I got goosebumps hearing you say that. Hey, ooga booga, ooga booga. So what are you doing? Well, I'm delivering the Herald in the morning, <laughs> and then I'm Works selling. Hard. Selling limes in the afternoon at the corner of 136th Street and the South Dixie Highway. Yeah, hey, listen, you'd be big in Amsterdam. All you got to do is, well, I was going to say, let your hair grow a little. I think in your case and mine, that might be tough at this time. Yeah. Got to go see Chuck Alfieri. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I could get me a wig. I go right. see Charlie, right? Right. No, seriously, aren't you uh, like uh, anything in the fire? Yeah. Good. Yep. Excellent. Very soon. Great. Very soon. Can, so can we announce it officially? You're going to be replacing the worst team on this station starting a week from Monday? Huh? Come on, let's start that rumor again. Mike Ranieri on QAM a week from Monday. You don't know how many people I had asked me about that. Good. And I said, yeah, it's going to be any minute now. I like keeping those bastards on their toes. Actually, I'm going to simulcast uh, on QAM and IMZ. All right. Ow! So let us know when uh, what the uh, deal, uh, you know, when it goes down. When is it going to go down? Yeah. It'll be uh, middle of the month. 
but you can't tell us where yet. I can't say where yet. But no. we want to be the first to know. We'll give you a lot of publicity. Okay. Okay. I appreciate Good it. Life, Mike. And again, happy anniversary. Thanks a lot. 23 years in this town. It's uh, You should get a congressional medal or something. Or a purple heart. Yeah, right. Thanks a lot. All right. See you. Mike Ranieri, uh, Jennifer Rem, Henry Barrow. Here's uh, Jeff Cohen. With, now, see, you're going to kill me again. I just came back from Amsterdam where I did not overeat. I didn't gain any weight. I didn't lose any weight. I came back exactly plus and minus zero. It's not very light. First of all, you know I can't eat that. That's the tortellini with cheese sauce that'll send my blood sugar skyrocketing. You know I can't eat that. It's pasta, man. You can't eat pasta. Basta with la pasta. No, I'll eat it. Yeah. So what do you got outside for the audience? This is the biggest scam going. And how about some uh, napkins? Oh, geez, and those fingernails again? God, I seriously, your business would double if you'd stay away from the goddamn door. More people go running out of there. They're coming for a good meal, and they see you with those damn fingernails. Go racing out of there. Schmutz. By the way, your buddy Al Goldstein called moments ago. And he said you better slow down a little bit unless you got a spare one. Oh, speaking of that, here's Stubby. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Happy anniversary. I, I really don't have much material. I'm sure. To... Did you ever? <laughs> Not much. Once in a while, I come through with a gem. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, happy anniversary. We're going to miss you when you're gone. Hopefully, uh, you'll re-sign well, a contract. What does that mean? No, I'm not going to re-sign a contract. Make it an even 30 years. Yeah. Make it an even 30. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be four more years on this goddamn yeah. place if I can stay I alive. Can't take it. Listen, move to Amsterdam in that apartment and do the show from there. Yeah, that sounds good to me. I you think that's know. the way to go. Anyways, I just want to say uh, Larry and Bob are douchebags and uh, love you, Neil. Okay, Stubby. Right. Have a great life. Don't call us again this year. Okay, there's Stubby's call for the year market down. Open line in Broward, all three in Dade. Don't have no Julios calling in yet to say happy anniversary, Neil Vainty Trace, because they can't count that high. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Great feast out here. So like I said, noon to one, if you come on by in our parking lot, you can spin for some prizes, some T-shirts, another red dreck that we're going to be like what? Oh, I don't know, dreck. Dreck. I was just going to say it's right behind the Roland International Building. It's right next to Kentucky Fried, which, by the way, because I'm 41. Uh-huh, on 441 and 202nd uh, Trail. But at any rate, uh, I actually ate at Kentucky Fried a couple of times in Amsterdam. Took back to my hotel, little uh, bag. And uh, they have a thing called a zinger sandwich, which is like a lightly breaded cherry. Are you familiar with that? The zinger? It's kind of like spicy, very, very light breading, so you don't have to worry about too many carbs. But like some kind of a special uh, squirt, squirt. sauce. Yeah, I think I know where it came from. Not too bad. Not an award winner, but certainly better than eating all those goddamn McDonald's double cheeseburgers with no buns. I don't care what the lady said. She was very nice, but the food there blows. It's so bad. But, hey, when you're having such a good time, who's got the time to eat? What happens when the president of a major superpower retires from office and has to pay millions of dollars in legal bills and fines? He takes it off and exposes the full willy. Critics are calling the full willy outrageous and bigger than life. The New York Times calls the full willy Slick, a bona fide crowd pleaser. Siskel and Ebert give the full willy two thumbs way, way, way up your ass. Come on, man. Be a trooper and let down those niggas. 
Here comes the commander in chief, honey. Whoa. Yes, with a masterful performance by the Arkansas State Trooper Dance Corps, there's no wonder GQ says the Bull Willie stands out in a crowd. Come see the Full Willie in cheap hotel rooms everywhere. It's 1131 at 560 QM, two open lines in Dade. And Fort Myers, any calls from Fort Myers today? No. You get a lot of calls from Fort Myers last week? George? No. Oh. I just thought I would mention that. We don't even know if we're still on the oh, air. Speaking of that, yes. remember that oh, Jean Provocatorum that called about that morning guy, right. the uh, homophobic stuff? Anyway, yeah. he called us to say, bunch of bull crap. He loves you. He was the big uh, promoter when they took you off the air for five yeah. minutes about getting you back. I always on. liked he loves that guy. You. That was a bunch of crap. One of my best friends. What's his name? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line, mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Yeah. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Happy anniversary, sir. Thank you so much. I've been listening to you since you're eighteen, and uh, since I was eighteen. Yeah, I, I hope you get the even thirty like the other caller said. You hope I get oh. dirty. Thirty. Go to you know instead of uh, sign another contract for thirty years at least. No. <laughs> Well, first thing first, uh, thank you. Hello? I'm here. Uh, I missed you last week, although George did a great job. Uh, Haven't had too many calls about the job, George, did he? told me it was great. No, no, he told me. He told me it was sensational. He said the phones were smoking. I got a goddamn 23rd anniversary show here today. I'm pumping the goddamn phone numbers. See, this is what, you know, this is why I shouldn't have got on a plane and come back here. Sir? Well... You know, he did an excellent show, you know, excellent, but, uh, but you know, 23 years, are, are you ahead of him by 23 years. Yeah. And, and basically, like, I heard I heard you today in the morning, and uh, I almost drove my car off just listening to you, Neil. I mean, you're unique, sir, and uh, thanks. And, uh, and God bless you, sir, and have a great day. Boy, it was pretty emotional, huh? Open line of date one in Broward. We got the free food outside. I'll guarantee you they'll be lined up for the free food between noon and one, catered by our friend Jeff Cohen at the Pizza Loft. I mean, it's quite an operation he put out there. Do you see, um, wow, the covered dishes. Covered dishes with all kinds of keep it hot, lasagna and ziti and pasta and sausage and uh, all kinds of good stuff. And then uh, spinning for us, whatever Drek uh, Sam's got to give away out there. As we once again, you know, make a big deal. And then, of course, that uh, fax I got at the beginning of the show. I'm still waiting to hear from that asshole at Pompano. I know you're out there, J.E., Come out of the closet, sweetheart. 23 frickin' years on the air in this town with ratings that are bigger than all the goddamn rest of the thing put together. And the first thing I get is a sarcastic, caustic, hateful fact from some malcontent piece of I have no life crap from New York. When I, You know, remember they used to have the thing about the, the garbage from New York? They used to have to find places where they could cart it away to. We don't have to worry about where to take They took it all to Florida. All the sewage from New York, they just uh, swooshed it right down to goddamn Florida. Here's a mobile in uh, Deerfield Beach. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, happy anniversary. Thank you. Listen, I'm going to Amsterdam on Thursday with some friends. Yeah. Did you see anything on your last trip that was uh, worth going back to? <laughs> Anybody I would do again? I mean, anything I would do again? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, you know. I've been there quite what? Did I miss? You've been what? I've been there quite a few times. It was, it was something different that you might have seen. Like what? I don't know. Any good shops, any good bars, uh, anything out of the ordinary? Well, it all depends on what you're into. I mean, they got the, a bar named after the famous American attorney, the Cochrane. The Cochrane? 
Cochran, yeah. How about Roxy? Did you go to Roxy? No. I heard that was pretty cool. Yeah. And, there was and then they got the Stable Master. I think you'd probably have a uh, hell of a time there. Stable Master? Yeah. That's <laughs> great. Yeah. <laughs> Just make sure you dress right. I hear it's a little chilly. A little on the chilly side, yeah, you'll freeze your ass off. And although it looked like it was warming up, now that I'm gone, it warmed up a little bit. <laughs> well, we'll have a couple for you. Listen, take a... Uh, oh, a uh, and be sure when you go there to say hi to all those Rasta Schwarzers uh, peddling the uh, drugs on the street uh, there. They're horrible. They're getting they worse every year. I mean, it looks like they never took a bath. They got that yeah. grotesque hair, and they're like uh, real grungy, and they're dressed like they just came out of a dumpster somewhere. Go, go, I mean, what, what is that? And people wonder where we come up with these racial stereotypes? What is I that know. crap? Especially late at night in the red light district, they start coming out of the woodwork. They're in there. They're really annoying. Yeah. I think I do something about that. Well, get them out of there before next time I go back. Listen, can I call my friends at Cisco Douchebag? Yes, sir. Thank you very much. And then check out the Yam Yam restaurant while you're there. Yam Yam. Yep. You got it. Not too far from Central Station. Listen, love to listen to you, and happy anniversary. Thanks a lot, pal. Thank you. Okay, thank you, We have an open line, and there's Joe Costello just came in. I brought him a little uh, thing back from Amsterdam, a little uh, T-shirt. Brought one for George, one for Joe. I was thinking about you, Joe, not too long, though. Where are we going? Let's go to a, uh, oh, look at this, your favorite call. That was Paul Harvey Jr. just blew up right here on the air. I think you did that. I know you're not touching it, but even so. Now, I hear that when he calls, you do touch it. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT. Call us back, Paul Harvey Jr., or not as the case may be. He's had a lot of problems in his life, you know. Here's West Palm Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, happy anniversary, man. Thank you so I've much, man. I've been listening to you since 1976. Oh, my God. Gonna, yeah, one the of the whole chronics. Um, huh. I just want to say, I would say, uh, this for all your listeners, I am a third-generation uh, Floridian. Born and raised, my grandfather uh, came to Miami in 1911. To Miami, he worked, yeah. He worked for Flagler, mm-hmm. and he 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 went down on he would work for the railroad, and he went down during a hurricane of 35, and during the, uh, the storm of 35 to the Keys to pick up the uh, the World War One veterans that were uh, working down there, and he never made it back. The train was found 100 yards away from the uh, tracks. And even the sawgrass wasn't disturbed. Oh my God! And and as a kid growing up in Miami, and uh, Kendall, we lived at uh, 6851 Southwest 94th Street. We used to go out and get our own Christmas trees. In 1958, this is before the Cubans came in. The only Cubans we knew were <laughs> were they they were gardeners. Yeah, that's all there were were gardeners. Well, they know how then, to do I that. I remember the first. They know how to plant the good seeds. Across from uh, Shorty's Barbecue, yeah, there was a, there, the first Burger King that ever went up. It was in 1958. My dad bought stock in it, thank God. And he uh, went on and on. But the thing is, <laughs> the, 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 the Big Mac was 35 cents. Yeah. Uh, and there was no there was no drive through. You just walked in, and they were all yeah. they were all white. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Neil. Oh, you won't Neil, see no more white people here no more, sir. This is it. No and, more white people. And folks. the French fries was 10 cents. Yeah. And, uh, right, you can't turn was, the clock back, pal. You got to get you with can't, the time. You can't. You got to go forward. You got to get with the old hip hop. Exactly. You got to hop you right go on. Forward. Right. And uh, I tell you, I, I I miss Miami. I'm up in West Palm Beach. I'm a butler and uh, and uh, for a family that treats. Oh wait, like, this isn't this isn't the crazy butler that calls us every now and then. Yeah. Oh okay. We have an open line of date five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the uh, AT. Boy, he was actually on. I mean, he was terminal, but he was almost uh, coherent there for uh, the two or three minutes. Seemed like what only an hour he was on. Must have only been a second drink. 
This is Joe Bowen, the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs. They don't come any better than Neil Rogers. I've been listening to WQAM for, um, gosh, oh, five to six years. And uh, I've watched the morning show evolve and everything. And um, I, I have a problem. I'm taking my kids to school and these stinking commercials for uh, for the guy that c- curses nasty, nasty things. And there's no warning. It just blurts out, you know, fuck you. And, 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 and you can hear the bleep. You can hear the know, and you can hear the ventum in his voice, and, and you know, I don't have a chance to turn off my radio quick enough. Now, I heard, it, you know, I had a problem again the other day. I can't explain that stuff to my kids. I, I, I've been listening to this station for a long time, and I think you're ruining it by infiltrating it with this nasty language, and uh, I don't know what I can do, but I, I just thought I'd better call, you know, and, and tell you. It's different with Hank. If Hank calls someone a son of a bitch, you just heard the guy act like a son of a bitch. Hey, stupid! And there's a reason for it. But the other guy with his farts and his asshole and just the way he curses, he's, he's ruining your first team. And um, I think Joe Rose should stand up and and uh, and, and get this all kicked off his program because there's a lot of people like me that um, that are you know have children and uh, and I just don't like to hear someone say pissed off on my way to work. Pissed off gets me fired up when I hear someone say that. And, and I don't think it's appropriate. You know, if you're going to have such a nasty little program in the middle of your day, leave it there. To make the other programs, it, it, it demeans us and it, and it really insults my intelligence. And, and, you know, if that's not clear, I don't know what is. I'll talk to you later. Okay, thank you. It's 1145 at 560 QM. So, by the way, next door to our building here at QAM, We've got uh, condo commandos Boy. in this big building. And, of course, they're looking out the windows with their binoculars. They're starting to do the uh, South Beach shuffle that they managed to bring up to North Dade. They're doing a shuffle, and they're taking a look. There's food out there. It's free food, Esther. Boy. Yeah. Well, guess what? We're poisoning. Anybody over the age of 100, we're poisoning. We've got a special batch that Jeff put in the, in the corner over there. Off to the side for the old farts. Oh, yeah. Got something special in there for you. No extra charge, by the way, okay? Stay the hell away from our food. If you have to gum, if you have to gum your food, this is not for you. So stay the hell away. So the staff is enjoying it out there. They're having a good food. This is one of the benefits of my being here, like Ed Kaplan said. Is You know, it's like being, uh, like the big cow that the insects feed off of. In fact, every time I come in the building, oh, there's the big cow. Until food got so big. Two open lines in Dade, five saying, by the way, thanks to Joe Costello, brings me a nice anniversary card. That's two. Oh! Plus a little card in the uh, thing here from the station. That's three. Oh! I'm waiting. And did Tom Jicka call in yet? No. To say congratulations to my good, close, bald, personal friend, Tom Jicka, who is oblivious to anything that I do in this town. No. See, if Howard does it, and Howard's doing great. Howard's got millions of dollars. He's in a class by himself, even though he does a boring show these days. But if Howard does something right away, because he's one of those, you know, one of those media maggot magnets. And like I told you, the last couple of months, life has got nothing to do with talent. It's got nothing to do with anything. It's got to do with one word, H-Y-P-E, baby, hype. That is 99% hype and 1% ability. That's what it's all about. Speaking of that. Hello? Yes, sir? It's a shame. What happened to your phone? I don't know. Boy, that was uh, shocking. You said it blew up, but I could still hear you on the other line. Well, it blew. Like most of your calls, it blew. Oh. Listen, that recording you had, what was that, uh, about the guy talking about you coming on the promo? Yeah, that's an, that's an old one. Oh, is it? 
Uh-huh. Okay. Well, you're slipping, man. Don't you remember? No, I don't remember. You, you know, seriously, we play that all the time where he says... Pissed off gets me fired up when I hear someone say that. I have never heard that. Well, there you go. I have never... You know, I've been with you for almost 20 years. Yeah, in fact, they put an asterisk next to my achievements in the market. They put an asterisk <laughs> next to it. It says, in spite of Paul Harvey Jr., he still stayed on the air. You know, I, through in trying spite to of those save, calls. Through trying to save you with olive oil and lemon juice, talking you out of your gallbladder surgery, mm-hmm. trying to help you collect your money from Stan. Yeah. The, How's Stan doing, by the way? Anybody seen him lately? No. Anybody I, seen my he, two grand? He still owes me money. You know something? I could probably retire. I could. This could be a going away show today if I had my money and the interest on the money that I gave to Stan Major. What was it about a hundred years ago? I could probably retire right now. Cheap prick. <laughs> Seriously, what kind of a deal is that? You borrow two thousand and desperation. You send your who now is ex-wife over to somebody's house. Oh, your kids? They got divorced. Oh yeah. A few when months did that ago. happen? Months ago. I had no idea. Uh huh. And how many children did he have? In fact, why don't why don't we give Paul Harvey Jr. Stan's home number? I think he needs somebody to talk to these days. And, I, and, don't I actually have yeah. it. I have it. I could give it out don't on the air. No, don't do that. We won't, we won't. Nobody <laughs> wants to talk to Stan. You heard that show? Believe me. It's going to be great to hear Ranieri back on the air. Isn't that interesting? We've, oh, I already, hope. we've already got more radio information out. It's not even noon yet on this show today than the so-called columnists that we got in this town who are busy writing about, uh, you know, some network TV show crap. That we've already got more info out there. Yeah. Anyway, uh, well, listen. Happy anniversary. And have a good day. Pretty weak today, huh? Maybe not. Maybe it was an act of God that he got cut off the first time. So how about that Roger Ebert? Should he have been the one to go? No. Come on. Get with it. Not Gene Siskel, a good guy, and Jewish, too, by the way. Like I said, too many dying Jews out there. I mean, there's already enough goyim around like that Roger Ebert. Who needs him? That show is already in the toilet without Gene Siskel. Open line of date, 5670560. What happened here while I was gone? Did anything happen here of consequence? No. Anything at all? Every time I go away on a vacation, whether it's nine days, ten days, whatever it is, I come back, what did I miss? Anything? No. Man. Here's a lady mobile in Boca. Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Hi, how are you, Neil? Great. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Long time caller, first time li- long time listener, first time caller. Can't even talk. I'm so nervous. Uh huh. I want to tell you that George did a very sucky job while you were away. A very what? Sucky job. A oh, sucky job. He he's talking about fat chicks, which I am not. Yeah. But I don't want to hear about them. Mm-hmm. He's talking about sticks. He had a whole day talking about them. Did not, now, did he get calls from Spix? He got a few. You yeah. know, everyone it, takes had a one, it takes one to get calls. I can't get no calls from Spix. They're well, listening, you, but they won't speak to me. It takes one to no one, you know, so they listen and they talk to him. He talks about how he's an American Spix, and he went on and on and on. Yeah. And it's boring. It's just like too much topic stuff. He's like, and his just his voice, it's enough. You know something? Like, you it, just, it, just, it just dawned on me, one of the reasons I had such a good time in Amsterdam in spite of the crappy weather, I didn't hear one word of Espanol, and there were no Spix. Ah, you How do you like that? I mean, I don't want that to sound, uh, well, no, I want it to sound exactly like what it was. It was a nice reprieve. Uh-huh. Were, and then as soon as I got back to Miami International and walked out of the airport, bah, 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 you know. Well, he thought that was like a topic of the day, that and fat people. Yeah. Not fat people, fat women. Fag women? Fat. Bullvites? Fat. Yeah. I don't think he'd dare and talk about the facts. I'll guarantee you, he had lots of calls here last week. He, these phones were smoking all week long. I don't know, but boring stuff. Very boring. I'm glad you're back. Okay, well, thanks you for knocking it down a picture. And in closing, I want to call my husband. 
Power hungry douchebag. Okay. Steve, thank you. See ya. She loves you, George. We have an open line of day. Let's talk about all fat people, not just fat. Don't be defensive. She is giving her opinion. She thinks the shows you did suck. I'm sure they were fine. And I'm sure she's fine. There are people listening to my show today who thinks this show suck. Say that again? Well, I'm eating now, okay? I'm not paying that much attention. (laughs) In case you haven't noticed, it's my anniversary. I'm having a nice free lunch here. Everybody's putting on this big act. They love me today. Even Ed Kaplan, who I never see. I never see any of these people. They're right upstairs, although he's here at night. That's his excuse. Never see any of these bastards. But even he made the effort to call in to recognize a major accomplishment. 23 years on a year in this market, nonstop, except for seven of the best months of my life when Buddy Bud said, hey, here you go. Here's some money. Go away, please. And I said, uh, okay. okay. But you know something? It's just like this vacation I just had. Everything is like a dream. You know what I'm saying? It's like a snap of the fingers, even at seven months with all my trips all over the place, to Vegas and Europe and wherever. Before you know it, it just zips right on by and it's gone. It's just like a distant memory. So grab it and squeeze it while you can. Oh, we got uh, all the pains in the ass here today. Jeff Moss. Hey, Neil. How are you? Happy okay, Jeff. anniversary. Thank you so much. I figured I'd get my one call in this year. Yeah. I just want to say, early. George... George did a great job last week. I don't know what that bitch was talking about. He was, he was great. How he offended? Uh, I don't know. He did a great. Every time I call, every time I was listening at the end, he said, "I'd like to give out the phone number," but there were no phone lines open, so we listened. How do you like that? I got one open line right now. It's my anniversary show. It's my goddamn show. He goes on there, gets every line lit up all week long, and this bitch calls here and is uh, bent out of shape about and she's it. She's complaining and bent out of shape. I don't know, Neil. I just wanted to call and tell you happy 23rd. I think you're great. You make the, you ease the pain here, Neil. You ease the pain. Maybe and in closing, I have a uh, one card for you. Yeah. Michael Russo, get your head Okay, thanks, Jeff. <laughs> nice nice uh, phone technique there, too. That was good, Jeff. Two open lines a day, so the Spicks were calling you. That's why you had the phones lit up. Julio's. Big day, sure, because I was ripping them. Ripping him about what? You were ripping my friend the Spicks out there? We need those people, well, damn it. Cubans specifically. We we need the Cubans badly, desperately. Five six do we? Do we need the Cubans? No. Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. How come we haven't had one dark complected caller today? Tell me about the see and that's bad. Because now I'm confusing. Now I'm beginning to understand. Now I'm I'm a little bit slow. I'm beginning to understand why there's this tremendous resentment between Black Americans, which I will not use the word African-American because there's no such goddamn thing, but American black people who are, like, born here and many of the island people, and I've been telling you also for years, I don't know why any of you ever want to go to a vacation in the Bahamas or in the islands because I know the one time I went to the Bahamas and we drove through Nassau, it was all those kind of people that I'm just describing to you, the uh, hundred of them or so that I saw in Amsterdam the last nine days. All the Rasta people out there trying to push their drugs on everybody on the streets. Yeah, I mean, if you want to get good drugs, you don't have to go to the islands to do that. But how come, uh, so, so I'm beginning to understand the tremendous resentment that exists, because if I was like a reasonable, civilized, hardworking black person trying to scrape my way through who had like a reasonable education, or at least made an effort and tried to get my kids educated, I would resent the stereotypes that are created by the scum that walk out there in the street. Crockmon, crock, I mean, this is garbage. Swill. You would look at these people and say, Jesus Christ, no wonder there's so few barbers in this town. Get you a haircut. Get something. Get a, get a life. Coke, coke. Here's a mobile in North Miami. Hello. 
Neil. Yes, sir. Happy anniversary. Thank sir. you. I want to thank you for something that you had done for me a couple of years back. Legitimate call. I was doing the overnights at uh, the light bulb, and someone had called in a spy report saying I was putting you down and dissing you, which wasn't true. Yeah. And you uh, promoted the show, and I want to thank you for Who that. A lot this? of people don't realize that you promote a lot of people that start out in the industry. I promote everybody on here in this town. I'm not paranoid. I'm not terrified. I'm not, I'm not a child like these other people that don't want to mention their call letters. I mean, you know, more power to everybody. I'm all for the talent. The management I want to thank can all, you for that. The that management is. can drop dead, but the talent, those are the people. No, seriously, you know what I'm talking about. I agree about. with you. The I agree. Management I thought that. But I had to thank you for that because that was very classy and I appreciated well, that. Who, who is this? My name is Jeff. I was doing a show with Jay Allen overnight at FTL. The first go around with talk and Mike Roberts was there. Right. A long oh, time yeah, ago. Oh, yeah, long ago, right. And then uh, That was, that was a studio. BS. That was before Steve. Before Steve. Right. Then I came into the studio to film a spot. You were on a weight loss program. We were doing a spot for Health Week, a TV show on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. And you were kind enough before I you I was started. on a show for Health Week? <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, you what were doing a diet, diet promo. Uh-huh. I, I forget what you were on at the time. And you were speaking in as, as a uh, spokesperson for that. And you were very nice to let us set up the cameras and such and, and with the hecticness going on. I just wanted to thank you for giving me a piece of that and for, you know, giving uh, so much joy over the years listening to radio and letting me be a small part of it. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you, sir. See ya. Bye-bye. Okay, there's Jeff, uh, who used to be on the light bulb, whoever he is. Um, he's a good guy. He at least cared enough to send his very best, which most of them do not. Two open lines in Broward. Do we have a call from Steve Kane yet today, by the way? No. To congratulate me on May 20, which I'm the only guy that promoted his show on that Maple Leaf station that he's on, 1470 or whatever it is. Did he call in today and say, uh, happy 23 years on a year? No. No. Now nah, he's probably occupied. You know, he's probably busy. Got a nice uh, gift here from my good friend Norm Kent, who's recuperating in Broward General, by the way. He's going through a tough time. We're all thinking about Norm. Get better soon, Norm. You know how they are in this joint, okay? Better uh, not mess around. The minute that they know that your attorney is sick or that there's something, you know, that you're a little bit defenseless. I mean, today, you know, they put on a good act with the basket and the big party outside. Just wait till tomorrow. It'll be right back to business as usual here. is like a symbol and my nuts are like pearls. I don't even have enough to pack the squirrel. I tried secret lotions and technology, but it don't get no bigger than a golf tee. There's nothing I can do. I only got a three-inch tool. You'll be disappointed when we reach my house. Cause you won't know for sure if I'm a man or a mouse. It ain't no Big Mac or like a Happy Meal. You'd get more satisfaction from your high heel. You'll swear I was in the pool. Cause I only got a three-inch tool. Sometimes at night I wonder if it will ever grow. You call that a penis? If I was a homosexual, I couldn't even push in your stool. It looks like Mr. Peanut without the cane. It's got capillaries instead of veins. I could cut circulation with a pinky ring. For Halloween I dress it like a buffalo wing. It's in a suction tube, cause I only got a three-inch tool, even with a metric rule, I only got a three-inch tool. Tell them, guys. Yeah, he's 
23 more years at QAM, it says on there? No. No, but thanks uh, Thanks a lot. 23 more days, maybe. Okay, we got two open lines at Browery. It's our big 23rd anniversary show. Have we heard from Tom Jicka today yet? No. Terry Jackson at the Herald? No. Any of our me- How about Ellie Brecker? We heard from Ellie yet? No. Huh? See, there's no, there's nothing in this town as an event. To give you an idea, I just looked out in the parking lot because this hour is the uh, free food hour catered by the uh, Pizza Loft. And uh, we had uh, one old couple standing out there uh, sucking up free food. He's not going to put that cake there, is he? Yes. Are you starting to nose in again just because you did a few shows here and all of it and you got great rave reviews? You'd be doing a lot more if you eat any more of that cake. That's right. So you better say, hey, that looks uh, just like your size, that cake. They're going to die. Yeah, that's right. And so are you. Thank you, Duff. Here's uh, Kendall. Hello. Yes, sir. Happy anniversary. Thank you. I really enjoyed listening. What a festive occasion in here on the inside. <laughs> Audience, they're still in the coma. I don't know what that woman was talking about. George was fantastic last week. The, yeah, but yeah, if everybody called in and sucked ass, wouldn't that be pretty boring? There's nothing worse than of being course. boring. Of I course. enjoy when people call in, rip the hell out of me, rip the crap out of George. That's what makes it fun, even if they're just making it up. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there's nothing worse than a boring suck fest. <laughs> well, listen, Mandich was absolutely just talking you up yesterday. So really? It was fantastic. Always love Mandich. There's, there's a real talent for you right there. There's I a mean, real genuine guy. At least every half hour, every hour on the hour, he was like, you know, tomorrow's Neil's 23rd. Are you he was serious? on and on and on. Yeah, it was, wow. it was great. I really enjoyed listening to him yesterday. Oh, it was wow. very, I'm sure he's going to call you. But uh, listen, how do we get there uh, to see you? I don't know where you are. How do you get where? I don't know. I wanted to come up and uh, join the party. You, you, you don't come up here. Where are you? Huh? No, in the parking lot. In the parking lot. We're on uh, 441, like a, like about a half a mile north of uh, Ives Dairy Road. It's okay. two, 202nd um, Trail is the street. It's right, okay. right by Jiffy Lube, and there's the Tire Kingdom, and there's a stoplight there. And we're in a big white building. But you'll see the whole deal out there. You'll see the QM vans and the balloons and dumb Sam. I mean, the Sam of the Sham. Thanks for everything, Neil. Okay, thank you, Bye-bye. sir. Have a great day. Yeah, they want some free food. They want to spin for some prizes out there. Let's get some activity going out here, for Christ's sakes. Let me go take a look. See if we have something besides a couple of old people out here. Hey, this is party time in Miami, baby. What a dead goddamn place. If it was me... Well, not me, because I can afford my own goddamn meals, and I can get free food at the pizza loft. But I'm saying if I'm the average listener or schlepper out there, I'd be taking off from work saying, hey, I'll see you later, baby. I'm going to the track. I'm going somewhere. And I'd be uh, hightailing it right over here for the free food down there is what I would be doing right in the parking lot. Maybe it'll just take them a while. Maybe there's a little on the slow side, <laughs> just a little slow. Here's a lady in Miami Beach. Hello. 
Lady yeah. in Miami, like I said, maybe they're a little slow. Hello? Yeah, Neil. Um, I mm. want to congratulate the station for having you. And I'm not sucking ass. You're, you're a comic genius. You really are. So, and George did great, but you are, you are one of a kind mm -hmm. and you, you just tell things as they are. This, uh -huh. this city is gone. Uh -huh. uh, they're morons, just the, the brain damage. Uh -huh. And uh huh. No. And I was and I was I told I was telling George's story, but the fire alarm went off. Yeah. All right. I was getting. I was in the fourth part, uh, third part of the bus, and the bus driver, an elderly gentleman, was playing Monica's vagina, and you could hear these words so precisely. <laughs> yes. And no one. I'm in the first third. They didn't hear it. It was. I'm not. My hearing isn't that great. And um, the bus driver was playing with Monica's vagina. Well, he was playing oh, it, and then I went up there. I said, "They're not. They don't hear it. I mean, they hear it, and they're not internalizing it. So it's yeah. the land of the dead, and and you you're alive in the land of the dead. And I love your show, Neil. Thanks, sweetheart. Yeah. Have, have a, a good day. day. Okay. Thank you. Let you out. Okay. We have an open line of day one in Broward. Five. Well, it's um, it's afternoon, all right. It's Monday. You're allowed. You're permitted one or two pops around noontime, especially to start the week. You got to get a few pops to start the week. Then you celebrate to end the week, and then over the weekend, of course, all weekend. Pop, 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 baby. That's what it's all about. Pop, pop, pop. In fact, I saw mine pop a kettle, I think, out there in the parking lot, sucking up the free food out there. Come on, let's get some action out there. Let's uh, show Jeff Cohen that it was worthwhile. He went through an elaborate song and a dance to set up all that free good stuff out there. Didn't he? No. Well, he said he did. Beware of exploding balls. Tablespoons of cinnamon and two or three egg whites, a half a stick of butter melted. Stick it all in a bowl, baby. Stir it with a wooden spoon. Mix in a cup of flour. You'll be in heaven soon. Say, everybody haven't seen my balls, they're big and salty and brown. Okay. If you ever need a quick, pick me up, just stick my balls in your mouth. Ooh, suck on my chocolate salted balls. Stick them in your mouth and suck them. Suck on my chocolate salted balls. They're fat full of vitamins and good for you. So suck on my balls. Want a cup of unsweetened chocolate and a half cup of brandy. And throw in a bag of sugar and just a pinch of vanilla. Breathe up the cookie sheet. Cause I hate when my balls stick. Then preheat the oven to be finished. And give that food a lick. Everybody have a my balls, they're big and salty and brown. No. If you ever need a pick, pick me up, just take my balls in your mouth. Suck on my chocolate salted balls. Put them in your mouth and suck them. Suck on my chocolate salted balls. Your back full of goodness. High and f
I mean, how the hell would thank them, you, you. you're welcome, would Mandich remember that it was my anniversary? What is it? Yeah. Duffelstone, everybody. Oh, Duffelstone, everybody who was uh, around, sucking around, or at least part of that? We have an open line at Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile. Didn't hear from Jeldy today, saying happy anniversary. Huh? Have we heard from Jeldy? No. No. Defoe? No. He said it on the air. Who did? Defoe. Well, Defoe meant it. Did Jody say it? No. Open line at Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Hank will be along from Mashula Steak 2 today at 2 o'clock. We got big fat Boog Shambi 6 o'clock tonight. Big, gigantic, fat oozing with the cellulite Boog Shambi. And at 10 o'clock, Eddie Kaplan. Now, Ed Kaplan called in today, yes. which is a nice thing of him to do, especially so early before his uh, 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 getting up time. I would think on a day when the track is closed. Here's Boca. Hello. Hey, happy anniversary, Neil. Thank you, sir. Uh, I've been listening to you since uh, days on INZ, or nights on INZ. Yeah. And uh, as for George last week, you did a great job. I don't care what anyone says. You did a great job. And uh, I was curious, when you go to Amsterdam, what's the prices like there? Because you were talking about Martin Air and how uh, during Christmas you can get those 199 round trip. And I'm thinking about going 199? there. 199? I don't yeah. think so. I think it was like two ninety nine or three ninety nine. Something well, no, like I that. called him and it was. It was one ninety nine. It was one ninety nine. Yeah. Round trip. Round trip. Oh man, Christmas. you got to go for it. I'm telling you, it's not. Uh, Martin Air is like uh, a half a step. They fly seven sixty sevens, which aren't as comfortable as seven forty sevens. But you right. know, so you have a little bit less leg room. But they do a really good job. Well, what's the prices like there? Like the red light district? Because I mean, is it really expensive or? For what? Like a blowjob? <laughs> Well, yeah, well, whatever, you know, whatever you want to do. You're, you're asking me what the prices are in the red light district? <laughs> sure. Not that much. No, it's you, not that You can bad, afford huh? it. Even a schlepper like you can afford it. Okay, one more thing. Uh, you got a good how, head on your shoulders. How do you think of the uh, game, Toronto Panthers? I didn't uh, see it. I read about it. I see the Leafs uh, stuck it to them 4-1 to right there in the Air Canada Center. Which the goalie, they, they couldn't they couldn't get it past the goalie for nothing. Yeah. The 
Panthers. They, Toronto was looking really good. The Leafs are the Leafs are only like one point out of first place in the conference now. They got seventy three points. Everybody was waiting for them to fold up like an accordion in the fall, and they're yeah, in the yeah. new place. They're undefeated in the Air Canada Center, and they're taking on the best teams in the league, and they're uh, they're beating them and tying them, and they're doing great. I'm excited. You know, I got a question. Going to throw you a curve. Yes, sir. Did you did you ever keep that jar of river penis? Did I ever keep a jar of River's penis? Yeah, remember WINZ, somebody mailed it to you, and you opened up the box, and the bird was there, and it was a jar with, and it said River penis on it. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Did you keep it? I saw it in, <laughs> I saw it in Amsterdam. <laughs> All right, hey, happy anniversary. Neil. And have a great day, sir. Love your You're show. material. Thank you. I did. I looked at it, and I said, hey, that's River's penis. He ain't feeling too good, but at least the part of him is still alive. It's like a worm. You know, you can't kill it. You keep chopping it up, it just keeps squealing, rolling around. We have an open line in Broward, 5670560. And this business about Clinton and the rape now, they just can't stop. They Just all of a sudden, now the last couple of months, this bitch remembered that 20 years ago he allegedly raped her. And they just got to keep squeezing it. And this week with the Monica stuff, on and on and on. With Baba Wawa, and then this morning I'm channel surfing as usually I do in the morning before coming to work, and I go across uh, MSNBC, and there's Imus. Before he got on the phone with his brother Fred, the second time I channel surfed, he was on with Fred. As soon as I saw on the uh, on the uh, thing at the bottom of the screen the crawl, Fred on the phone, and off it went. I mean, you talk about here's a guy that's on national television, syndicated on radio, it's making millions of dollars. That Dan Rather and everybody and their brother sucks his ass. That stopped being a real talent and stopped being funny like 15 years ago. And every day it's the same. I mean, even if I just did that every day for four hours, it would be more entertaining than talking to Brother Fred on the goddamn phone about how things are on the goddamn ranch. Jesus, God, come on, I-man, E-man, whatever the hell you are, they're calling you this week. And talk about a suckhole. You know that news guy that he's got, the guy with the beard? Who's a good news guy. Although, stop and think about it. Could he write any news? No. Huh? Because because he, he you never see him away from that spot. He sits there. He's the uh, banana on that show. So somebody else must be writing his news for him. Because the only time you see him doing anything that has to do with news, he's sitting reading the newspapers. When Imus goes into one of his brief comas there for like thirty or forty seconds, he's reading the newspaper. Maybe that's where he gets his news. It could be. Maybe he's reading it out of the newspaper. Hey, it's big in this business. Oh! Just ask Henry Barrow. He'll tell you. Here's Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Happy anniversary. Thank you. I think it will be a good time today, this year anniversary, to stop the comparisons to Stern. Comparisons by whom? By a lot of people. Yeah. They call you up. And there say, isn't anybody that even mentioned Howard's name, so you're the first one. Well, I'm talking about the past. Yeah. Before you took your vacation. Uh-huh. Because they're both different kind of humors, you know? Yeah. You're both Jews on right. a radio talk show. Yeah, with big noses, yeah. Yeah. But his is a lot more Only, sexual uh, than yours. A lot more homosexual? Yeah, your, yours is more farts and... How, how did I know? How did I know that that was one of your friends? We have an open what line. And, I, I don't know, and it doesn't make any difference. It's just stupid. It's just a stupid, idiotic spick, that's all, with nothing to say. See, that's, that's a big part of the problem in this town, and I'm the only one that's got the balls to tell you that, is that we've got a whole, we've got big chunks. Not just a chunk, but we have big, big chunks in this audience and that live in this town, that take up space in this town, and they have nothing. They have nothing to contribute. They got nothing to say. They got nothing on their mind. They got no life. And there's one of them right there. 
As soon as he started with the Howard, the moment he did, I knew exactly where it was going. In the old crapper. Here's the lady in Aventura. Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. First, thanks for this exciting um, bit I just heard in my ear. That was cute. And I want to wish you a very healthy, happy 23rd anniversary. Thank you. And also, I think you might want to know, I live in Highland Park, Illinois. Really? And um, there is nobody there, not Highland Park or Chicago, that can compare with you. Even in Cicero, there's nobody like me. Oh, please. <laughs> no, not even, but, not even in Homewood. Yeah. But nowhere, anywhere around. And so boring. So I have to come here for four months every year just to get away and listen to you. I don't blame you. And I love Well, you know, since Joe Marsh Jr. turned 100 years old, Chicago has never been the same again. You know what? Oh. Have a great day, sweetheart. Thank you very much. Don Cabell. Bye. Two open lines a day, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Is anybody ever going to call and tell us what Ausdublis means? And there is such a word, goddamn. I think it's like prego in Italian. It means like, uh, there you go, like uh, here. Yeah, uh, okay. Huh? There, and why did I ask the uh, guy on a plane yesterday of all the things? I asked him about housing there and about all different kinds of things. And uh, everything under the world I discussed with this very interesting guy on the plane. All of these things. Except Ausdublis. And this was a guy who, by the way, spoke four languages fluently. And it's commonplace all over Europe. I mean, even the schleppers, uh, three languages, four, five languages, like they got a brain. And I understand, by the way, Madonna, of whom I'm no fan, as you know, but she got into a big flap while I was gone because she opened up her mouth and told the truth. She said Europeans happen to be a lot more intelligent and uh, a lot less uptight. And back here, they got all bent out of shape. I mean, uh, what a concept, how that she had the uh, gall to tell the uh, truth. About all of these things. Right, well, it was there. I figured, why not use it again? Huh? I mean, you know. All of these things. Yeah. We got the stuff here. Let's use it. He's an asshole. <laughs> Let's use it for four hours, huh? That's uh, what it's all about. How's that party coming, by the way, Neil? How about <laughs> You know, people are starving, and Jeff Cohen went to all that effort to put all that feast together out there. Of course, the staff will make sure that none of it goes to waste. You know that. Uh-huh. Especially Sam. That's why Sam took a personal interest in being involved in that big good doing out there, so we can stuff his fat face. It puts the lotion in the basket. She won't go down, but it is up again. You're never gonna keep it down. She won't go down, but it is up again. You're never gonna keep it down. She won't go down, but it is up again. You're never gonna keep it down. She won't go down, but it is up again. You're never gonna keep it down. With yourself, you must play. He tried a whiskey drink. He tried a vodka drink. He needed hot to drink to get her into king. He tells her that it really makes him feel good. He tells her that what the hell he's already got one. Stand away, boy. No way, boy. I'd enjoy. She won't go down, but it is up again. You're never gonna keep it down. She won't go down, but it 
is up again, you're never gonna keep it down. She won't go down. But it is up again, you're never gonna keep it down. She won't go down. But it is up again, you're never gonna keep it down. She won't go down. Well, you talk about losing it, man. You talk about slipping. I look out the window just now to see if there's anybody out there at our free anniversary party bash, and uh, there's like four people wandering around, and God only knows how many of them work here. Like I said, there's like three people wandering around. I think one of them is Sam. And that's it. Well, they better invite the rest of the building then, huh? They already been there. In fact, mate, you know something? Probably there were a lot of people came by and they, oh, sorry, it's all gone. Staff already had lunch. The same ones. I'll guarantee you that there are assholes upstairs on the third floor, which I could put a period after that. I guarantee you there's some of those people up there who hate me like poison, not to mention any names, who probably were out there eating, uh, sucking up the free food. Like some of the same people that went to the ratings party that, uh, you know, the Neil Rogers rating party that he didn't attend. So I hope you enjoyed it, okay? Hope you enjoyed it. Have some water with it. Hello? Hello? Yes. Neil Rogers. Rob and Stephanie? Rob. Hi. <laughs> Rob. Happy anniversary. Rob and Stephanie. Mazel tov. Mazel tov. Where do those names come from? Rob and <laughs> Stephanie. It's like a double whammy. It's not the truth. Well, yeah. not whammy, actually. So, quite technically. Well, you still got a job. I'm not a whammy anymore. Are you, you still got a job, don't you, Stephanie? Yeah, I'm still, I'm still plugging away. They still got your lips plugged in there? <laughs> If you will. Yeah. We miss you big time. Happy I thought, anniversary. I thought your lips were stuck to Rob's rectum. <laughs> That's what he always used to say around here. Of course, he always That's used to say a lot of crap. That's how he was such a spiritual person, you know. Crap, <laughs> crap like that. Which really meant he was in a closet. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you, this is a good thing. You know, I leave Whammy. That's how you ignored that. Yeah, and what are you doing now, Rob? I'm, uh, I'm working from home. I'm, uh, I'm a housewife. What, a good what did, what did I tell you? Like what did I tell you? He's a housewife. <laughs> all, all he needed was a little apron on here, a little apron and a bib. You uncovered the secret. I knew it. I'm telling him I couldn't be happier. I sit at home, I cook, I clean. Yeah. She supports me. She's mm-hmm. lying. <laughs> I understand that when Stephanie's over there at Whammy working her lips off every night, that you yeah. and uh, you and old David from Whammy are kind of like uh, chumming up. Yeah, busting my lips. They're yeah. busted. So what's going on? I got my money out of those bastards, by the way. Oh, you did? I heard there was a few there were a few issues, weren't there? Once I left the scene, they uh, they kind of just dropped me off. Yeah, and... it must have been because you left there, Rob. That's why they stopped I'm paying. Said, well, we don't have that the butch Rob to come in here and make sure that we pay Neil every week. Got all my money out of them up front, okay, right through the end of May. I'm telling you, they're, they're hurting for cash. That's a fact. Good. I was channel surfing last night a little bit and came very quickly across them, and they were running PSAs in the middle of other Sunday night uh, programming, and I said, oh, yeah. Oh, man. I loved it. Well, I hope you're well, at least. I'm doing good. I'm doing good, too. I'm actually producing for a Universal Television. Yeah. And uh, Stephanie is being treated very well. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're... Whammy. She loves Whammy. Everybody that puts out over there gets treated real good out here. Yeah. That's well, why you're out. you got to put out to the right people. Mm-hmm. I wasn't willing to. That's why Barry Diller said you're out. I'm out. I'm out. Okay, well, good luck, guys. Well, thanks, Neil. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, thanks a lot. You. And put you, put you up, Rob. Hi, George. Miss you. Yeah, George, yeah. you're the greatest. Bye. Too. Boy. <laughs> oh, my God, the Whammy Twins. What do you think they were really trying to say there, huh? I have no life. Yeah. Open line in Dade County, 567. Have we heard from Tom Jicka yet? No. Have we heard from anybody in the media? See, this way they can pretend, oh, well, we didn't write nothing about it because we forgot, you know, how are we supposed to know? We didn't happen to listen to Neil. You know, he's been on vacation. They never say when he's coming back. Right. 
They didn't know that March the 1st is the magical day when Neil Rogers came to town, March 1st, 1976, on the old WKAT. And if you push me real hard, I'll tell that boring story again about Howard Premer wound up uh, his father-in-law buying the station, which I won't tell again because I've told it 8 million times. The big news today, Mike Ranieri starts next month at a station nearby you. We don't know which station, but you'll hear it first right here on his show. Because we wish Mike and his bottle nothing but the best of luck, okay? Here's the guy that's been, I mean, never stole a freight train. He was a good guy, kept his nose clean, showed up there real early in the morning. Went slouching out of there right at 10 o'clock on the nose every day. Didn't stay around making trouble like some people do, not to mention this place. See, let me just tell you, I've told you this many, many times before, no matter what kind of business you're in, but when people show up way, way before, and especially when they stay way after their working time is done, those are the troublemakers. Those aren't people that are being conscientious. Those are people who are troublemakers, people who are yentas, people who are major, major, major... uh, Disturbers is what they are. Just like the people we got that hang around on the stoop outside here. And I underline the stoop part. Mostly female, by the way. Here's Weston. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing? Great. Congratulations on a wonderful, is it 23 years? 23, 23. What you have done for this town in just two years would eclipse any of the other media and television and uh, radio personalities in a lifetime. Absolutely correct, sir. Thank yeah. you very much. By the way, where were you over the over your vacation? Amsterdam. You were in Amsterdam? Amsterdam. Did you have a wonderful time? Yes. Let me ask you, my daughter's off from school today, Yeah. and I've been uh, telling her about this wonderful bit you got. You're going to make a request on my anniversary? Oh, come on, Go buddy. Ahead. It's just a joke. Just relax. Yeah. God, you people are so uptight. That's a Buffalo Somebody Bill. Somebody put these in this town. Okay, you got it. It would go nuts. Okay. Thank you, Dom. And have a great day. Yeah, daughter likely story. Trace the call. Didn't sound old enough to have a uh, 18-year-old daughter. We have an open line at Dade 1 in Broward, 5670560 in Pound 560. On the mobile one line. Well, she said she was 18. Was that it? Yeah. That's that was a new one. one. Huh? That's a new rejoin. We don't know. Piece of crap. Now it places the lotion in the basket. This is Gabby. Yeah, hi, Debbie. I'm interested in getting some operations done. Okay. And some body contouring and some liposuction. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if you had some tummy tuck and uh, lip augmentation, cosmetic breast surgery, facelift, all of these things. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering... What would you like to start with? Well, I, I need to get everything done. Probably the first thing I'd like to have removed is my uh, my thing. Okay, we don't do that. No. Could you do breast implants, though? Uh, it can be done, but mm-hmm. I don't know what they would do it right away. the lotion in the basket. Mm-hmm. How much? Uh, 5000 Excellent. I'd like to have my skin resurfaced, too. Uh-huh. Laser surgery. Uh-huh. Have the lambs stopped crying yet, Mommy? Excuse me? Don't hurt Mommy's little baby. It puts the lotion in the basket. I'd like to get the liposuction that I saw on TV. Okay. Can you make me look more like a woman? Well, we'll have to see you first, and then upon looking at you, we can tell you that when we see you. Should I wear my skin suit made of body parts, Mommy? Uh, if you'd like to. It puts the lotion in the basket. Would you like to make an appointment? Yes. Okay. Um, there is a $100 consultation fee. That's fine. Okay. Okay. Um. My name is Buffalo Bill. 
Okay, let me get a little information from you, okay? It puts the lotion in the basket. I understand. It puts the lotion in the basket. Do you want to come in for a consultation? It puts the lotion in the basket. Uh, Okay. Would you like to make an appointment or do you want to call me back? It puts the lotion in the basket. I understand. I've got my skin suit and nipple necklace. Bill. It puts the lotion in the basket. I understand that. Would you like to It puts the lotion in the basket. Would you like to make an appointment? It puts the lotion in the basket. Okay, I will talk to you another time, okay? It puts the lotion in the basket. Hello? I'm not going to mention that on the air, by the way. I just thought about that for a second. would not be a good idea. So Hank is here. Hank uh, came all the way over here, slept to the low-rent district to wish me a happy anniversary, and lost 30 pounds and looks uh, pretty damn good. Wait a minute. Way over here. Yeah. That, you, know, uh, you understand why we have this microphone, by the way? Speak into it. The only reason, the yeah. only reason that we have this microphone is because they needed this studio for two mornings during the big uh, changeover when the morning show. Oh, came I see. Okay. Yeah, we never had a guest mic. The changeover. Yeah, that was fun. That was that was it's could still write, fun. You could it's write still... a book about that week. Twenty-three years, Neil. Yeah. Where KAT was where it started. Yes. You and Sid Levin. Sid Levin, Bill Calder, our good friend Larry King. Some lobbyist once described Sid as being a perfect Sid Levin. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Oh Look my at goodness! This. I love Look at this! What did you do? Gain some of the weight that Hank lost? Look at how he pudged up there! I can't believe it. Here's Bob Green and my close personal friend Cheryl. He didn't fire me, by the way. It wasn't him. No, it was Boy Gary. We met. Well, he always liked the both of us a lot. That's what he told me last Cheryl time. Cheryl looks fantastic. Well, she's. Can I say anything? Whatever happened with that uh, situation? Anything? Okay. Oh, it's still going on. It's oh, she's still, going still uh, going to elope with some multimillionaires, with this. Your daughter? No, Cheryl is not the oh. daughter. She is with some old Jew with a lot of money. He's not old. He's not old. But he is Jewish. Yes. Well, one out of two ain't bad. Okay, this is. Uh, oh yeah, I'm trying to punch buttons. I can't, <laughs> I can't. I can't do this and have your mic open at the same time. Is that beautiful or what? Because then we got like a little Mickey Mouse situation going on here. Anyway, I just wanted to wish you the best. Thanks, Hank. Good to be Good to you. with you, Good. not against Keep you. It up. I got a book I'm going to bring you, by the way, Doctor. Um, do I dare say diabetes on air? Do I dare say that? Yeah. Doctor, uh, what's also the name of that book, George? I, uh, some Which one? Uh, the uh, diabetes book. Ableton? Diabetes Solution? Diabetes Solution. I'm going to bring it to you. And believe you me, this is like the Atkins, only refined. This man is a genius. Well, that's what I'm on, refined. Right. It's uh, Dr. Agustin over at Mount Sinai. Came yeah. up with this diet. It's a the book is it's the a best version of it. I'll bring it but it's great thing. for if you have to do this, you know. Yeah. It's, it's so. a bitch, though. They just took the goddamn cake out of here, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm going to Shula's free food, you know. There you go. Have a all good right. time. See you all the best. Thanks, Hank. Okay, we got Bob and Cheryl from IOD in here. Astonishing, man. Oh, man. It goes to show you. W-I-O-D. Oh, I hate that station. What I was trying to do was oh! we have an open line of date, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Party day, we had like five or six uh, losers out there in a parking lot schlepping for free food. Oh, I think Bob and Cheryl may have been two of them. Okay, where are we going? Now, Cheryl, she don't need any free food. She's loaded now. Just remember us, sweetheart. Just remember us when times get really tough, like in a couple of weeks. Here's Tamarack. Hello. Tamarack. How about if you press the button, stupid? Tamarack. Hello there. Yes, sir. Welcome back and a happy anniversary. I think my finger got worn out in Amsterdam. I'm not sure doing what, but it's not working too good. Welcome back. Thank you. 
Um, as far as mad cow disease, good, well, Europe, they usually figure for Americans, we're going to give you some horse meat, which may be safer. Yeah. Uh, there's still, it's in France, it's in Holland, they've also destroyed herds in Portugal. It's, it's spread from England, and it's getting no uh, press in this country, but it's, uh, you got to be careful. Which, yeah. You know, a lot of things. Well, as, yeah, when you're, stuff, I'm going to tell you, when you're in Amsterdam, you've got to be real uh, choosy about what meat you put in your mouth. So to speak. Yes. George was fine. You're yeah. just an impossible act to follow or to replace. And you're you, and there's only ever going to be one you. Yeah. And that's, See, I, that's, I, I know this comes as a great shot, but I look at it this way. Those people who enjoy George when he fills in on the show, those people will listen. Those people who don't enjoy it, they can find something else to do for those four hours, just like the people with the tapes. I knew that the tapes sucked. We had nothing else to put on because it was a cheap outfit over there, and they never had anybody else to fill in. So we put the crappy tapes on, plus it didn't cost them anything. They yeah. liked it. It was different, and the, but the bottom line is, if you don't exactly, you've said it a million times to people who uh, call you to hate you. If you don't like it, there's something else. And again, you're a tough act to follow and, re and replace. That's it. And um, uh, thank you for having you here, and I hope you're on the air another 30 well, years. Thanks for being had. Have a great day. Bye. Okay, a little suction there, and a little suction never hurt. So anyway, Brooke Daniels, one of the top 5,000 talk hosts in America. <laughs> I'll tell you, on the way to the airport, leaving here a week ago Thursday, because Hank had some, uh, he was either in a commercial break or whatever, and I punched over to IOD or to whatever whatever that station. I mean, you know, that's that's always a brilliant thing to do is make sure that nobody knows what your call letters are, which they call it stupid talk, which it is. So at least it's truth and packaging. But make sure nobody knows what the call letters are, INZ. And I punched over to her, and she had, like, <laughs> pumping for calls, which I'm used to, pumping for calls. She finally gets a couple of calls. The worst ass-licking people, I mean, you know, like I've said before, you could put a goddamn parakeet on the ear, and immediately they'll have, a, you know, at least a half a dozen group, groupies within 30 seconds or less. <laughs> oh, you're the you you're wonderful, exactly. Oh, look at this. We got this must be a setup deal. Is this the real Mitch Lewis? This is the real deal, sir. How are you? Happy anniversary. Thank you. Listen, I'm out of here. I told you a couple minute, months I ago. It was I thought that maybe it was a. Uh... I'm going to L.A. I'm out of here for this month. Yeah. And uh, about the only thing I'm going to miss in this godforsaken hellhole is your show. Thank you, Mitch. Happy anniversary, but, and but, but, uh, but let me, me on the net. Let me say this to you, though, okay? Yeah. One thing you'll always know through your entire life until they stick you in the ground is that at least, at least as long as I'm on the air, Rectum. you'll be living uh, posthumously in this market. <laughs> Well, you made me famous, Neil. Thanks so much, and uh, have a great life. Best of luck, Mitch. Bye. How do you like that? Mitch Lewis, he's getting out of town. Let's hear it for Mitch. Oh! Well, he was a little bitter last time he was here. He said, this is the most godforsaken, grotesque toilet. This is a sewer. It's a dump. And I said, uh -huh. yeah. Two open lines in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Still waiting for Tom Jicka, by the way. That great expert on radio. Waiting for my good close friend, Ellie Brecker, another Jap, since we got one in the building now. Just a joke, Cheryl. You can take all the abuse in the world. What do you care that you're hooked onto some uh, sucker with a lot of money? I mean, some uh, old Jew, whatever he is. One thing about Cheryl, she can find the Jews with the money. Make no mistake about that. First it was the judge. Then it was the chief. And now who knows what uh, kind of um, sugar this one is. Here, probably Kindermeyer Lansky. Here's Miami. Hello. Neil Gad. Yes, sir. Hey, happy anniversary. Thank you. Hey, in your radio station, do you ever bump into big fat cocks on the radio? No. No? He's, he's in uh, rehab. Oh, he is? Yeah, they're drying him out somewhere. Hey, are you ever going to play that that one where he's, like, drunk on the radio? You played it one time a long time ago? No. Did you throw that one? No. No? No. Do you still party with Bill Tanner? Yes. Yeah? Yeah, he's still partying with Bill Tanner. 
Yeah. That's where they are right now. They have a party in their pants. Okay, pal, I can get a life. We have an open line at Dade One in Broward. Five six seven oh five sixty. Boy, I'm wondering my my head is sweating. I'm wearing this goddamn uh, schmata, this knit cap from Amsterdam, and you can understand why I would not wear this on the streets over there. Even though it's like raining, I got my umbrella. It's windy. I mean, this is just even for me a little too fruity looking, don't you think? Just a little bit too tooty fruity for me. Even George is saying yes. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, three quick things. Number one, a very happy uh, anniversary there. Uh, second of all, uh, George did an excellent job, incredible job. Uh, I, I called him up and I told him, I, I really confess, man, I really never listened to him. And uh, all of a sudden, I just started and uh, he was great. Mm-hmm. He was, he's getting a lot better, so you better watch out. I mean, he's no Brooke Daniels. <laughs> yeah, he's no Babylon Brooks, so he's getting there. Uh, he's, yeah, he's, he's almost there, almost there. Uh, third thing, I called you a few months ago and I told you that I was going to Europe. And uh, I told her that I was going to Italy, yeah. uh, France, yeah. and... And I didn't believe you then, yeah? No, no, no. I'm going to Italy, France, and then I'm going to London. Also. Yeah. You told me they stink. Mm-hmm. So I changed the trip, and now I'm no, going to Spain. No, that's the French that stink. That's just because they don't use any soap. Right. Well, Spain and Italy. They keep dropping it, yeah. And I'm going to be spending two weeks over there, but the majority of the time I'm going to be spending in Italy. Yeah. Is well, that okay? That's fine. McDonald's. What is Pardon? that? Can you what? Is is that okay? Is that fine? I mean, can you fart in uh, Italy? <laughs> yeah. They're I'm ex- going to, actually. I'm going to Barcelona for three on days. Cheese. Yeah. Barcelona for three days, and then the rest of the time I'll spend it all in Italy, just going around, maybe visit the Pope. You know. Okay. Well, listen. Have a great time, and give him a big kiss for us. What does that say? Oh, Ellie Brecker, I thought, this thing, the, the print on there is so uh, faint. Either that or I ate too much of that goddamn cake. You always know, you always know when the powers that be are trying to get rid of you is when they bring you in a big, big cake on any day they can find an excuse. On your birthday, on your anniversary, they bring in a big, rich cake with like loads and loads of real goopy stuff on top, which you're just eating with your finger and shoveling in your puss. Here's uh, our Jappy friend, Ellie Brecker. I heard you summon me. And, who, you give, know. who gives the best tongue in town, by the way. <laughs> Is that what Al told you? Yeah. <laughs> um, in fact, you know something, Ellie? Yeah, this is, don't take this personally, but you and Al, I can see uh, possibilities there, you know? You, know, you want to hear something truly frightening. You're yeah. not the first person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just see something there, something very a Jewish kind of a, fact, you know. But I'm so small. I mean, just, you know, do the physics on that. Yeah. Don't do the physics. Well, if if, knowing you, honey, you ought to be the expert on physics. Excuse me. I know my mother is. <laughs> how is how is she? She's great. I'm glad she's to hear She's as neurotic and psychotic as ever. Yeah, but you shouldn't be talking about nursing homes. Yeah, I mean, funny that you must... mention, Funny you should mention that because I woke up this morning and those were the first two words that came to my <laughs> mind. Nursing home. It just keeps uh, resonating through my mind over that, and over again. I don't know why. You know, that's so mean. I mean, she's going to get very succumbed if yeah. she keeps saying that. Well, maybe oh. Cheryl will come over and comfort her and have her invite herself to lunch again someday. Where did Cheryl find this rich and old tell us Jew? about how she's met some rich old Jew who's going to, uh, you know, take her off to New York and she's making millions and millions and millions. And then she'll tell that Mitch Ween a thing or two when she gets done. How did she find this guy? You, you're asking me? And are there any more of them? Probably like she found her, uh, one of her other husbands in a gay bar somewhere. Really? Yeah. Well, she leads a very exciting life. <laughs> yeah, she likes to get around. Yeah. Anyway, Mazel Tov. I'll call up uh, my friend Tom Jick at the other paper there and tell him to get with it, Ellie. Ellie. <laughs> See ya. 
Okay, we have an open line, and uh, she doesn't know the name of the other paper. Open line at Broward, 5670560 and Pound 560 on the Mobile One line. It's the one to hour. Casey Kissam coming to you live from Hollywood with another edition of America's Bottom 40. Brought to you by the Oxy 5 Company's newest acne medication, Oxymoron 5, for pimple free teenagers. <laughs> and so it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be a little quicker on the tape, boys. That's a good joke. We've got the worst songs in America, and we're counting them down. Record stores are showing them. For some unknown reason, you're buying them, and I'm using them as coasters. First, let's review the top three songs on the charts. At number three, Guns N' Roses is singing Sweet Child of Mine. Well, if I had a child around the house today, I'd have these four words for lead guitarist Flash and his cohorts. Stay the hell away. <laughs> and number two, Huey Lewis says, there ain't no living in a perfect world. And especially not for you, Huey, since you don't speak proper English. <laughs> and at number one, George Michael sings, he's got a monkey on his back. Well, I would imagine it's getting a little crowded back there, George. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, you probably don't mind. <laughs> and by the way, George, there are these remarkable shaving instruments called razors. Buy one and lose that silly ass earring. <laughs> Other songs on the charts, the band Johnny H. Jazz with I Want to Be a Hero is moving down on the charts, and deservedly so. <laughs> Apparently, Johnny also hates music. <laughs> I don't think hero status is eminent, Johnny, so get a real job. And there is a song I like, Rod Stewart's newest release, Forever Young. And for a moment, I thought it was a song about me, Forever Hung. <laughs> and now it's time for a long-distance dedication. It comes to us from a listener in Pasadena, California, who writes, Dear Casey, I'm 16 years old, president of my class, I'm 6 foot 2, I have blonde hair, weigh 175 pounds, and stars quarterback for my high school team. But Casey, I have a problem. The girls simply will not leave me alone. It seems as though all they want me for is my good looks and my excellent physique. Why can't they just like me as a friend, treat me as a person instead of some sex object? And quit hitting upon me all the time. Casey, do you have any suggestions? Sign Todd. Well, here's my answer. Dear Flaming Homer. Well, three at five sixty WQM. You know, I come back from my uh, Amsterdam vacation, and there was one guy standing in the doorway this morning, quarter to ten, right on the dot, asked me one question. Were you fudge packing? And I said, No. Jim Mandich. Hey Neil. How you doing? Twenty three years. Unbelievable. In Miami. Oh. Right. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I guess right. that's the way I got to look at it, huh? We're doing all right here. Thanks for the all the publicity yesterday, by the way. You're welcome. Hey, congratulations, man. Thank that's you, fabulous. sir. That is. What's Pro the uh, What's the key? What's the secret? What's the key? Just keep plodding. You know how a horse has blinders on? Yeah. That's how you do it. In spite of the management, the audience, the population of the town, you just keep forging right ahead, baby. Stay one step ahead of the posse. As you the got it. Would say. That's the best I got. I'm hey, out listen, of here. listen, that's uh, for this price, that's uh, all we deserve. Thanks a lot, hey, Jimmy. Hey, Neil, congratulations. Take care, yeah, man. Take Bye -bye. care.
Mad Dog Man is here. He's almost like tongue-tied. You notice that? He was like... Uh, See, that man's a freak. Yeah, a little tongue-tied. Well, you know, when you're dealing with greatness. Plus, when you're dealing with the Spartans. Okay, what's now? What is this card? Oh, this is from our friend Ron from the Whammy. The Whammy people are coming through for us today. Oh! Ron and Stephanie sound like they were playing a little grab-ass. Not necessarily with each other. And then we had uh, Bob and Cheryl in here for their little appearance. We had Mitch Ween on the phone. We had uh, earlier Jennifer Rem, Henry Barrow. Mike Ranieri is coming back to the airwaves somewhere soon. Oh! We had Ellie Brecker. Uh, you know, uh, Ellie's okay. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Talk about a voice from the past. And now the end is near. Now, <laughs> you know, I, I don't take any credit for your success. No, even I know though... Stan Major's the one that made me what I am today. <laughs> Broke. Stan who? Exactly. Hey, speaking of Casey Kasem, I was out in uh, at the NAB in Seattle a couple of months ago. Yeah. He was right doing, in front doing of me. Doing what? He was right in front of me going up the escalator, and I got real close behind him. <laughs> and I, and I said, yeah. And I just said, ponderous, man. I'll tell you, ponderous. Let me tell you, that Lebanese gas, it'll kill you every time. That's what the Israelis say, every single time. Hey, I was listening to the last team this morning. Yeah. One of the funniest things I've heard in quite some time, Goldie imitating Urkel. Is that like the kettle calling the black kid something? Yeah, calling the black kid a Schwarzer, right. <laughs> hey, congratulations. Goldie, I fucked him up. Thanks, EJ. I'll talk to you. Say hi to DJ. You got it, man. At OJ, see ya. Boy, those were the days, huh? Yeah, those were the, if I had to pick the one year, man, that Zeta year, that was the year, baby. Oh. Of course, there was this last year. There was uh, <laughs> Open Line at Broward, 5670560, and Pomp 560 on the AT&T wireless line. So Hank was in here. He's glad to be out of that toilet over there. And by the way, that's another thing they can thank me for, which they won't directly, but they can, I guarantee you, you can bet your life on it. That if it weren't for the fact that I forced them to build this studio over here, all those plans they've been hearing about for two years about being up on the third floor, would they be uh, would they be up there now? No. Not a Chinaman's chance in hell. By the way, yes, the food has been held over for at least another 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, because we're having a late rush. Well, let me take a look and see if we got a late rush. <laughs> That means that the rest of the staff hasn't had a chance to go down there and uh, hazard it up a little bit. There's not a dog out there. And I guarantee you, some of the old farts from the condo next door, I guarantee you, they saw free food. A beeline. They haven't, they haven't moved that quickly since their last bout of <laughs> diarrhea 20 years ago. Here's a lady in plantation. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, ma'am. Happy Purim and happy anniversary. Thank you. What a combination, huh? <laughs> it sounds like you're having a fun party in your studio there. Yeah. I can't believe there's nobody in your parking lot party. There isn't one person out there. I mean, there if everyone who serving, listened to you. There are people serving behind the no. uh, tables out there. There isn't one eater. Are you are you serious? Yes. I mean, if everyone who listened to you, including me, was down there, I mean, there wouldn't be any place to park. Yeah. Well, we're not in probably, uh, you know, a choice part of town for our audience. Well, yeah, you should have it at your house in Plantation. I live yeah, close you to you. Okay. <laughs> um you know, I have to tell you that uh, uh, besides enjoying you so much, you are so right about Imus in the morning. And every time I see him, yeah. I think of the dead man in the tear that you say about yeah. him. And it is so funny. And I also have to say that I can't believe by now that some schmo from up north that works with a big network hasn't come to Florida with his family and he's sitting on the beach, he's turning the radio channel, he's trying to find something to listen to, and he comes upon you and says, this is the guy we've been looking for. Because you should be everywhere. Yeah. 
my girlfriend in Phoenix listens to Howard. She thinks he's funny. I said, mm -hmm. Nancy, you have no idea what you're missing. She's coming here at the end of the month. I cannot wait. From 10 to 2, we are, are going to be listening to you. I mean, these people in other parts of the country don't even have a clue to what is funny. If they think Imus is funny or oh. Howard is funny, they well, I'm gonna tell you, I'm have no education. doing a wart on your penis. I mean, there's just nothing entertaining about him anymore. What yeah, is interesting about his son sleeping on his hairy chest? Yeah, I mean, about, who about brother Fred in the ranch out in New Mexico? Self, he's so self-gratiating yeah. with this ranch, and who cares? He's not even interesting. No. All I do is picture you on there and think, why isn't everyone in New York and all these big places seeing Neil Rogers? This just kills me. I thought for sure you'd be discovered on Whammy. Somebody was going to find you. That was the problem. I think that was that was the end of my career was being on Whammy. Yeah, that should have been the beginning. That was the uh, kiss of death. Well, listen, sick. thanks a lot. Thanks for the uh, All right. Well, you night. have a wonderful, wonderful day and another wonderful year, and I'll call you probably in one year or maybe before. And have a wonderful life. Thank you. See ya. Bye. By the way, you want to know a great movie, really funny, that I saw uh, like about 3 in the morning on uh, BBC? One of the great things over there is that you get all these foreign languages, BBC, that is a foreign language because they can't speak it. But seriously, even on the Dutch channels, they have these foreign language movies that are not dubbed in, but they have subtitles so you can hear the original English and you can enjoy it because you understand it. It was a Steve Martin movie with somebody that I cannot stand, Charles Grodin. But Charles Grodin was great in this movie because he didn't have to act. He played himself. He was a sad sack. They were like two lonely guys who had no... Don't you know the movie I'm talking about? The Lonely Guy? Was that it? Well, that had to be it. Yeah, that's old. I saw it on a TV channel at 3 o'clock in the morning. I didn't say it was like a new movie, mister. I had never seen it before. It wasn't bad. It was, it was great. I don't even think I can remember it now. Only there's one thing in there. They all kept jumping off the Manhattan Bridge. There's no such bridge as the Manhattan Bridge, is there? Isn't it the George Washington Bridge last time I checked? And I kept racking my brain. What the hell is the goddamn Manhattan Bridge where everybody jumps off? They don't jump off a Manhattan Bridge. They jump off the goddamn Brooklyn Bridge or the George Washington Bridge like uh, William Holden in Network, right? Yes. Thank you. Good movie, though. Ten minutes after one at 560 QAM. Neil Right. Just like the ones I used to know Where the lawns were trimmed And cars had rent so very long ago I'm dreaming of a white neighbor With every Okay. In case you missed it, one of the scandals of the year, Talker's Magazine. What is, what is that what it's called? Yeah, Talker's Magazine. A rag you wouldn't even wipe somebody else's ass for. That's how bad it is. 
the top hundred, the most important hundred talkers in America, of which I'm embarrassed that I'm on the list. Brooke Daniels makes the cut, okay? Brooke Daniels is one of the top hundred, the most influential, the most important talk radio people in America. <laughs> Phil Henry, according to this, is not. Are you sure? Oh, well. If it says so in Talkers Magazine, you, mo- you know it must be a pile of crap. I- I'm serious. They ought to strap Walter Sable to a goddamn tree and just and stick 400 pounds of elephant droppings on this on a, a couple of hundred copies of this rag and just wipe him and just lather him down with it. Here's a mobile in Pompano. Hello. Happy anniversary, Neil. Thank you. <laughs> uh, congratulations. Uh, you spoke about Dr. Bernstein. Three months of it. Dr. Waiting. Bernstein. That's the name of the book, Hank. Dr. Bernstein. Diabetes Wait. Solution. Wait a minute now. Three months I'm waiting to see this guy. I go on Wednesday. Do you know what his program is? No. 13 hours, one-on-one with a doctor, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Yeah. Looking forward to it. I'll let you know what happens. 13 hours with a doctor? I don't, I don't even get 13 minutes with a doctor. <laughs> I'll let I'm you know curious. what happens. When are you going? This week? Uh, yeah, Wednesday, uh, my appointment's at noon, and you finish up Friday at 1 o'clock. This guy, that, that book is sensational. I mean, it's not easy to do, but he's got it down to a science. Yeah, the guy's good. Yeah. Looking forward to it. I'll good luck, pal. Happens. Give me a report. Thanks. There's a guy who's going to see the doctor. Oh, by the way, Neil, since you mentioned doctor, is that thing gone from your... Uh... No. No. Better. Every day, a little bit better, a little bit better. Oh, a little bit worse. And I do think that maybe it was the Adelaide, but if anybody tells you that it takes a couple of days for a prescription drug to get out of your system, uh, laugh them right out of the room, out of the building, off of the planet. Tell them, get out of here. Uh, it takes weeks and weeks and weeks sometime, okay? Maybe like a couple of months, I'm thinking. But I've told you this before, and I'll tell you again. If you can find a doctor, even a doctor who's incompetent, at least if he'll spend some time with you, at least you'll feel better about it. But finding a doctor in this town gives you more than just the usual lick and a schmear and doctor feel good and where's my red nose to plug on, my Patch Adams nose. That's it. That's what you get here. You get nothing, a lick and a schmear. Speaking of a lick and a schmear, here's uh, the expert. Here's Rich Pachter. So there's three bridges that go across uh, between Brooklyn and Manhattan. You got Brooklyn Bridge. Brooklyn Bridge. The, the George Wade. Washington Bridge. Oh, George Washington Bridge goes to Jersey, you Rochester guy, you. Oh, that's right. And uh, the Brooklyn Bridge, Manhattan Bridge, and the Williamsburg Bridge. But the Manhattan Bridge is not a famous bridge. Well, not in Rochester, I guess. No, not anywhere. I mean, the, if you said the George Washington Bridge to anybody in America that's got an IQ larger than your head, uh, you know, they'd know where it is. Okay. Oh, I, I, guess if you, I guess if you said the Manhattan Bridge, they figured it wouldn't be in Kansas, so they know where that was, too. Well, maybe near the Midtown Mall. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, happy anniversary. I, just right make I think it's between Durant Eastman Park and Cobbs Hill. No doubt. No doubt. Near Eddie's Chop House. Right. All right. Right near uh, Mama Mary's. <laughs> Enough. I give up. Anyway, have a happy, and uh, I, un- unlike everyone else, I don't wish you another 30 years. Uh, play out the contract and uh, get, and out, get of out of here. Right. Amen. Exactly. Exactly. Thanks, Rich. Take care, Neil. See you. See ya. So there is a Manhattan Bridge. Yes, Virginia, there is a Manhattan Bridge. And, yes, there are those of us who are not from New York City and uh, very proud of it, by the way. Open line and date, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T. Are we going to do something between today and tomorrow about this overhead? I got it cranked up so so high. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Was it like this all last week? You worked like this? I guess. I mean, how would I know? Yeah, good point. So George says, what do I know? Here's South Beach. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Yeah, I got a great story for you. 
Last week, a couple weeks before you went on your vacation, you were talking about uh, pharmacy problems when you go and get your prescriptions or try to. Yeah. Well, I had an experience going into the bank. As soon as this happened to me, I thought of you, and I ran to call, but you were on vacation. Damn it. So here's the story. I go over to my uh, local bank to make a deposit. I walk up to the teller, and she's standing there. The manager's over her back, and they're kind of giggling, having a good time. And I put my deposit slip down on the counter. It says 180 and then I put $200 bills on top of it. And she looks up. She looks at me. I'm looking at her, and I'm waiting. And she says to me, sir, your deposit slip says 180 And I look down and said, yes, that's right. It does say 180 And she continues staring at me, and I'm wondering... What's like, going on? Like you want some change? Is that the idea? She didn't know what to do. <laughs> I'm saying, oh, my God. I said to her, what is the problem here? She's looking at me. I said, ma'am, it says 180 I gave you $200. What is the problem? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I was stunned. I didn't know. I, I, <laughs> I, was, I was, like, in shock. I was like, is this happening? Am I dreaming this? Yeah. I mean, and this is like a young woman, 24, 25 years old. Um, I'm saying, I'm thinking, my God, i got to call Neil and tell him. This is like so typical South Florida. And I'm, I thought, I'm looking at her, I'm like, well, what's the problem? You, you should have just said, keep the change. Yeah, that was the story. And she would have said, okay. I walked out of there, I'm like, voice. I walked out of there shaking my head going, what, what is going on here? Well, welcome to Florida, sir. Exactly. The land of the lost. Neil, congratulations. Thank you. Many more, and thank you very much. And by the way, only $50. <laughs> okay, we have... Uh, Open line at day one in Broward. No, seriously, I've been straining because this overhead is so uh, screwed up. Or maybe because I have this thing too low. I don't know what it is. Well, you know, when you've been away for a few days, you forget this crap. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T. Oh, you mean you weren't worth thinking about the radio station while you were gone? You weren't thinking about your work? You're not that dedicated? No. In fact, the only time I ever did think about this place, it made me very angry. And so I immediately forced myself to think about more pleasant things, like anything. Made me very, very angry. Almost as angry as when I see a name on the board. <laughs> oh, my God. And you know something? I bet you somewhere I have that cart, but I don't have any idea where it is. Would you get off that line, for Christ's sake, so I can put her on? I'm just dying to get her on so I can get her off. I mean, Irene. Hi. It's Happy the real Irene Richard. Thank you. I miss you so much. Yeah. The only talented, entertaining person uh, on the radio to listen to. At least I still get to listen to you. Well, wow. What have Better I, you what than have I, me. What have I done to deserve this suction? <laughs> Man. It's a slow news day. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Great. Well, so how goes it? So how's that, how's that travel show coming? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that travel show. The closest I am to that travel show is uh, looking at Bud at the games. You know, the... <laughs> I had forgotten that until just this moment, the whole scenario with that travel show. <laughs> it was great. Well, it lasted. They, they, but they, but they couldn't just say to you, of course, that's the typical Peter Bolger way of doing everything, but they couldn't just say, we hate you like poison, go away. They had to play yeah. games with you. Yeah, exactly. Like, like they Did you ever hear the story of what went down with that? No. That was a Harry Valentine special. Oh, that's he, right. He wanted you to have a guest on, and you refused to somebody that was smearing him for something? Right. He wanted me to do two things that I refused to do. Right. He, he wanted me to pretend I had been to places I hadn't been. Yeah. I'm like, why do you want me to do that? Why don't I just give away a trip? Or why don't they just buy advertising? Well, he wanted you to be another Karen Kay, I guess. I had one in my mouth once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Well, he 
she said, well, if you're not going to pretend you've been to Aruba, I'm going to have a real problem with that. I said, well, that's your prerogative. Well, if you're not going to pretend you've been to Aruba, then I might have to cancel the travel show. (laughs) When you sat down, when we first met you, you said you were going to cancel all the specialty shows. Well, well, I might cancel it sooner. (laughs) Oh, I'm scared. I was basing my whole career on this. He's an asshole. Well, where is he now? Back in Orlando where he belongs? He's, uh, he's drinking Diet Pepsi out of a bottle on a street <laughs> corner somewhere in Orlando <laughs> on Orange Blossom you know, Trail. I don't know how you do it. I do not know how you do it. When you stop and think of all the assholes you have to survive, that, that's the one thing I think that I'm most proud of is that I've been able to survive and succeed. You know, even because these people have drifted off in Never Never Land, never to be seen again. The Steve Nichols and the Boy Garys of the world and the Walter Sabos and Harry Penis. Wherever do they wind up? You know, in the 19 years I was at Love, I had 14 program directors. I think maybe three of them are employed. Yeah. But, you know, that's the main thing, just surviving through, you know, the the AHs of this industry. And it's just getting worse. By the way, I was uh, at the drive-thru at McDonald's this morning to get my Egg McMuffin, and uh, Greg Vidal says hi. You know what? (laughs) That's not funny. It's true. I know. You know he's waiting tables somewhere on University Drive. It's no, it's like on Chili's. It's on. Uh, is it a Chili's now? Maybe he moved up. He was working at the Sterling Country Kitchen on Sterling Road. He was. I know. Yeah. That's so terrible. Here's a guy. He was the guy that used to put the fizzy water glasses on the table for the clientele. <laughs> I mean, this would be funny, but <laughs> I know, but it's true. Right, it's not funny. But... Well, you know, he used to th- he used to always have that thing where he thought everybody hated him, and then of course it turned out we did. Yeah, well, you know, he and I have always had a, a real hate-hate, so what yeah. can I say? <laughs> well, at least you like the bird anyway. Have <laughs> a great, great day, Irene. Hey, congrats. Thanks for the memory. See you. And, George, you did a fabulous job when Neil was gone. I always love you. Mwah. Bye for now. Okay, two open line. Boy, a lot of suction today. Hang on to your speakers real tight, boys and girls. Heavy, heavy suction. That's okay. By tomorrow, I'll be gone. I'll be back to normal. Five, by the way, who blew up all the balloons? Who put all the hot air in those balloons, huh? Huh? I don't want to mention Sam the Sham. 26 after one. I had a great line for that. You know something else? Oh, that pressure is starting to build up. And I just, uh, I wasn't even thinking and realizing that I'd eaten pizza off this morning and already. Wow. I'm having visions at 2 o'clock. Better get here real soon. Holy cow. Aaron's coming. Squirt, squirt. Oi. Are you sure? Say goodbye to Aaron Summers. Say hi to Ron and Ron. They're gonna work for breakfast. That's a matter of fact. They're gonna work for breakfast. But Neil ain't changing his act. Paxton's a born-again Christian. Righteous as he can be. He wants to change the station.
Neil Rogers is my lover. Okay, 133 at 560 QM. Here is the world-famous Joe Paparazzi. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Happy of anniversary. The, of, thank you. Of the Unctuous Ron and Ron show. Yeah, used to be anyway. Right. They're up in Daytona now, I think. Together? Well, Ronnie and Fezzi are, I believe. Yeah. You know, and uh, I don't know if they have any affiliates from there, but... That's the last I heard. I hear so many different stories about them. I hear that first Diaz went to uh, Costa Rica somewhere to do his bodybuilding thing or some crap like that. Well, he's on the air I in, think, in Newport Richie now. In, New in Newport Richie. I think so, yeah. He's moving up in the world, huh? Yeah. <laughs> wow. So how goes it? So uh, how did they screw you over, over there? Well, they didn't really. I mean, when, when Clear Channel bought, uh, bought Paxson over, they dropped the show. Right. And they kept me on, and I stayed for about uh, seven or eight more months uh, pushing buttons for Al Rantel. For Alice Rantel? Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, and uh, I, I decided just to, to get out of broadcasting. Yeah, I, that, that would do it. Generally, that Alice uh, will push you right over the edge. Well, after 10 years, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I miss it, but... You made the right choice. Yeah, I think so. Well, I just wanted to wish you a happy anniversary. Excellent and excellent timing, by the way. I Most heard that. Lucky vibrations. <laughs> All the best, man. And same to you. All right, bud. There you go. He's a pretty good guy, Joe Paparazzi. He was the uh, one of the producers on the Ron and Ron show. There's another show. They had a cast of about 700 people running around. No ratings. Eight guys. Eight guys to a show that had like, in fact, they had like a quarter of a, uh, let's see, no, an eighth of a point. What was it? A twentieth of a, <laughs> for each guy in a show. And then, of course, Tommy Kramer. There was the chigger in the woodpile, Tommy Kramer, by the way. Tommy didn't do drugs. Back when everybody else was doing drugs, he didn't do them. He just looks like he did them. We have an open line in Broward, 5670560. My good friend Carol from Center One was here to bring me my plexi. I don't need Buddy Nevins. I don't need you. I don't need Tom Jicka. I don't need my good friend Ellie Brecker. Anybody at the local media to uh, recognize all the money and the good work I did for Center One this year again and all the uh, money we raise for charity every year. Because here's my plaque, a nice, beautiful plaque from Center One. And I thank you, Carol, and we'll be uh, looking forward to doing it again in the uh, fall. That's all I need. Some recognition for the people that I'm helping out. I don't expect it from anybody else in this town because nobody appreciates anything. Nobody recognizes the good stuff you do. You know, if, if you fart and it doesn't smell quite the right flavor, then it's a headline in the newspaper. Oh, my God, he has got, he, you know, he's got bad gas. He must have had a bad bowl of grits, which gave him the, maybe that was the pizza loft. Why is it that every time I think of pizza loft, just, there's this little quaking that goes on down there? Here's a call from Naples. Hello. Why? 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 Hi. Yeah. Rhymes <laughs> with. No, I mean, uh, why, why, did, why would you come back home? Rhymes with. Why? Yeah. Why would I come back home? Uh, <laughs> to this trog troglodytic, Neanderthal, knuckle-dragging, Pat Robertson, Jerry Falwell country. Yeah. Good Thank question. You. Good good thing I didn't uh, think about that too much at Skippel Airport. I'd probably said, nah, here, here's some, uh, somebody else have this ticket. Oh, and by the way, we're an hour late coming back on Martin Air, not their fault. Maybe somebody can explain this to me. Everything's going on time. They're boarding the plane on time. Everything's going along just fine. And then we get to the point where it's about, you know, takeoff time. And the captain comes on and says in his best Dutch and then English and then Schwimmen, because there were a lot of uh, krauts on the uh, plane, too. He says that, uh, well, you know, we're all set to go, but we have to wait because there are two passengers who had their luggage stowed, okay, but they haven't shown up yet. So we leave an hour late. I'm not even sure if they really did wind up showing up. But how does that happen? How do you go to the airport? You check in. 
because on all international flights, you have to check in. You can't get a boarding pass in advance. You check in, you check your luggage, and then you just vanish. One too many at the bar waiting. Could that be it? <laughs> Open line in day two in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Did I miss somebody uh, important on there? Did we have some celebrity that I missed? Huh? Are you? Are you? Here's Boca. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Happy anniversary. Thank you. What was that nice call from Rimmer about your anniversary? Rimmer is sick. Oh, he's sick? I spoke to Rimmer last night. He's real sick. He's oh, probably that's at, why I can't say beret right? Probably at the uh, doctor. I can't say beret Don't go right. knocking Rimmer, okay? Go <laughs> knock somebody else, okay? Don't knock my good, close, personal friend Rimmer. I need the name of a good doctor if he ever finds one. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. In fact, if anybody out there knows a real doctor, I'm not talking about the kind, you know, the feel-good kind who say, oh, well, you don't need me, or it definitely is this one. How do you know what it is when you look at somebody and you, like, put your hand on their face and, like, they're, you know, just, uh, I don't get it. I mean, I know I'm not that attractive of a human being that you want to explore too much, but, you know, give me at least a pretext of uh, of a, an examination. Don't take any bullshit on him. Tonight on the WB, the premiere of Where My Woman At. Follow the hilarious misadventures of a wife feeder and his battered woman as she never gets the dinner on the table on time. Bobby Brown and Whitney Houston star with special guest OJ. It's tonight on the WB. You know, Fat Rich reminds me of my mother. Speak of the devil, 1702 at 560 QM, Mr. Rich. Mr. Rich, uh, welcome back and uh, happy anniversary. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Craig Kramer sends his regards. Really? Yeah, two thirds. I, I wasn't there last week, but uh, the two thirds, the day you left, uh, he had like five or six winners. I, I said to Derek, I said, see, Neil, his timing is always Story right. in my life, always a day late and a dollar short. Yeah, but I'll be here this Thursday night, and uh, hopefully we get back on the right track because I made a nice deposit last Thursday. Did you see about the uh, big race on Saturday? Uh, no, I didn't. 149 and four fifths. Wow. Track record. Where was this? At Pompano Park. They had that big $150,000 uh, uh, race on Saturday. Shows you how much I've been uh, keeping track. Joe Anderson, I can't. I already threw it out. I can't think of the name of the horse. 149 and four. Wow. They went to three quarters in 122 flat. Oh, we got to get a copy. I got to get a copy of the tape. Yeah, that would be great. All right. Well, we'll see you Thursday. Many more. Uh, you know. Well, hopefully not, not, not too, too many, many more years of doing this, but because uh, uh, I know where you're coming from. I know you like to move out there to Amsterdam. Huh? Yes, sir. Attaboy. In fact, Al called earlier today. Oh, did he? He's got an apartment for me there. Yeah, I know he does. Uh, if you can just get the key to work, it would be great. There you go. I'll see you Thursday Okay, night, Rich, so. take okay. care. You too. Okay, the famous fat Rich. Everybody and their brothers on here today, including some people we never heard of before. Well, they all like jumping on a bandwagon. You know how that is. Even Jerry Sullivan. Jerry Sullivan's a good guy. The only you see, the problem in life is that sometimes your impressions of people are based on events beyond their control. The last time I saw Jerry Sullivan, he was standing in the control room at IOD, on the worst day of my life. The worst show in history. Could you narrow it down a little? No, no you weren't. Uh, I think this is before your time. You, you remember Jerry Sullivan, do you? Just from the uh, shallow traffic. No, no, but uh, in fact, one of the reasons it was the worst day of my life is because Marvin was working. So that in itself explains a lot. But Jerry Sullivan, for whatever reason, he decided to go in there and watch my show as I died, I mean a wicked, every crank, every nutcase, I couldn't buy a real call for $1,000, for $50,000, just one of those days in the big city. But here's the facts. Jerry says, congratulations on 23 years. I'm sure it doesn't seem like much more than 50 to you. It's hard to remember a time in South Florida when you weren't top dog in radio. 
Again, oh, again, again, congratulations from the originator of News Cruiser 610. <laughs> yeah, that's when Jerry was the PD one day, and the next day they uh, kind of demoted him a little bit. He was driving the News Cruiser overnight, 2 to 4 in the morning, something like that. That's the business, baby. Don't get in it. Stay out of it. What does that say? Abe Lincoln. Oh, Bob Lincoln. Well, the same age. Hey, Bob. Hey. Uh, it's... It just time flies when you're having a good time. It's like uh, yesterday, but congratulations. Thank you. Uh, how's that, next, tra- you how's that to... next travel book coming? Uh, we're doing fab- fabulous. I got one for you, so I'll get it over, and I also put in put you down to have one sent directly to now, you. Now, let me ask you something. You get all these great deals. You're always faxing me, which I'll give you a free plug once in a great while to show you I haven't lost my sense of humor, but all these great Martinier deals to uh, right. Amsterdam. Right. But I guess they never do any, uh, there are no discounts in uh, Star Class, huh? Uh, no, um, they don't. If you go to Brussels on the other one, they can get you a deal. On City Bird? Uh, yeah, on City Bird. I, yeah. I hear that's a real good airline, and they use better planes than Martin Air. I hear they use like 747s. Right, and they're doing a real nice job on Are they? That. Yeah. Also, have... I can get you a super deal bumped up to uh, a business class, no problem. If you go Virgin Air and then fly uh, over uh, to, to Amsterdam. If you go Virgin Air, they go to to London. Right. Yeah. But you would have to go to wherever you would want to go, Amsterdam, uh, be it. But I can get you that leg. I can get you uh, for sure bumped up to uh, business class. Great. You know, my uh, my uh, uh, new partner are, are huge fans of you. Excellent. Yeah. You know. So anyway, Neil, I just, uh, you know, I've been listening to you for at least 18 years and uh, just keep doing doing it the right way. In fact, I was just thinking over the weekend, or maybe it was yesterday coming back on a plane, I thought, you know, I'd probably live till 100 if it weren't for that Bob Lincoln, and who wants to live that long anyway? <laughs> Thanks a lot, Bob. Thank you. Take care. Yeah, he only took, what, 20, 30 years off my life? He's a good guy, though. He means well. He just, uh, you know. So when are we going again? Yeah, when are we going to Vegas again? Anybody want to go? No. Open line at Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Boy, I'll tell you that pizza loss. Oh, man, it's just working. Remember that song, Working My Way Back Through You by the Four Seasons? Man, just ever so slowly. Here's a Coral Springs. Hello. Happy anniversary. Thank you. And many more. How do you like uh, this star-studded cast today, huh? Yeah. Speaking of stars, you are a bright star in a universe of mediocrity. In a universe of darkness. Uh, absolutely. I don't want to give you any more examples because I've already done that, but I called with a couple of program notes. First of all, did you know that Alice Rantel is going to be on Politically Incorrect some night this week? Oh. I thought oh that was... Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. And well, also on HBO the, well, starting Monday, to- March 15th... token 15th, self-hating fag, yes. Monday, March 15th, 11 o'clock on HBO, America Undercover, Private Dicks, Men Exposed. And it's just what you think it is. Wow. It's a documentary about private dicks. All right. Probably most of it to film at Westland. I don't know. Okay, thanks. I got to say one last thing. Yeah. When Siskel died uh, Saturday a week ago, I believe. Right. I was at work and I couldn't pick up anything on the radio, and um, so when I got out of work at 11 o'clock at night, I went to tune in on the all news station. Uh huh. That's supposedly all news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Right. I got Sports Overnight America. W I O D. Oh, I hate that station. Right. The late lamented. Anyway, again, happy anniversary, and I'll be, keep on listening. Thanks. Thank you. By the way, speaking of uh, Dick or whatever he was talking about, uh, did you see 60 Minutes last night, which I only saw the first segment, and they were talking about the lobbyists and about the uh, yes. pecking order, and Morley Safer, they kept 
making it more and more obvious that he was going out of the way. He referred to one guy as the big pecker and then the other peckers. Did you notice that? Huh? Yeah, Morley Safer had like a, uh, a pecker fetish last night on that show.